Bonjour et bienvenue sur le podcast L'Expertite Amifol. Je suis Angelique. No, of course I'm not Angelique. I am Adam H here and this is one indescribable podcast where we are talking about season two, episode six of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I am not alone here, of course. I am with some of my very best friends in the world. It's the Lindy Podcast intro song. It's the Lindy Podcast intro song. Hey, Lindy, what is up? Wow, Zigazel, that was an incredible <laughs> intro. I'm doing great. I'm hanging out here in the Friendtopia. What could be better than that? Yes, we love the Friendtopia. And with us, of course, in the Friendtopia, Kaniki's understudy himself. Todd, how are you? I'm doing good, Brahimus Maximus. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really good, bro, Chacho. <laughs> oh my gosh, there are so many weird nicknames given out this episode. Um, I'm so excited to be talking about what I think is one of the best episodes of the show as a whole. Uh, and we're not alone. Like we said at the last episode, we do have a very special guest here uh, with us. I was going to say Zigazow, but Lindy said it before. Uh, so we'll just bring her on. Melissa Woodward, how are you? I'm good. I bought $10,000 worth of podcasting equipment to be here. I hope that's okay. I'm really trying to like ingratiate myself into this friend group and force my way onto your podcast. Oh, yeah, Melissa, Melissa's trying to infiltrate us. So It's tough. I don't think you can force it like that, but we will take $10,000 of podcast equipment. That's enough for at least four or five mics, right? I mean... Did uh, you bring us chicken wings by chance? Yeah, but only one each. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's an appropriate amount enough. of chicken wings, yeah, right? That's, that's, plenty. that's plenty. It's totally enough for us to come up with a cool name, totally based on those four chicken wings. So, um, But Melissa, you're back. Uh, we're so excited to have you here to talk about uh, this episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's been a little while uh, since you were on the podcast, and it's been a little while since we got any thoughts from you on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Now, I know we're in season two. Uh, but is there any sort of um, any sort of reason for this episode in particular here in season two? Uh, I I looked at the different episodes. There's some of the songs in this uh, episode, I think, have a lot of like pluses and minuses, which is really fun to talk about. And there's some emotional beats. And that's when Crazy Ex-Girlfriend really gets me the best is when like suddenly all the jokes fall away and it's this really serious conversation so yeah i just thought there would be a lot to talk about on this podcast so that's why i wanted to come on and talk about it there certainly will be uh and just really quick before we get started i have to ask the obligatory question that we've been asking our guests here in season two the theme song the new theme song of season two do you like it better do you like it worse any thoughts there so i knew this was coming and i went 
and I listened to all four theme songs this morning just to refresh myself. It's probably not my least favorite, but it's up there. Uh, it's wow. up there on the, wait a minute. It's it's pro- <laughs> that was confusing. It's probably my second least favorite. Wow. Uh, I think you're the lowest on that so far. Yeah. Wow. It is number like, one rank for you. Number one for me is season four, which I think I don't oh, know. Sorry, if it's a bit of a hot take. Okay, I meant yeah. I meant the first season's theme song, but oh, uh, no, that's interesting. <laughs> for me, it goes four, one, two, three. Okay, okay, that's so interesting. <laughs> is that my exact order? Well, we, uh, we, we, we haven't talked about three and four all, yet. Yeah, we haven't talked about we'll three and four there. yet, but certainly uh, one is better than two. Okay, interesting. Um, I think that's plenty of of intro here to get us into this jam-packed episode where so much happens. Uh, Lindy, take it away. All right. This episode is called Who Needs Josh When You Have a Girl Group? And I'm guessing that we're going to call this podcast episode Who Needs Adam and Todd When Lindy and Melissa Have a Girl Group? (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. I I sure hope so. All right, so this episode starts. We see Trent. Trent? Okay. (laughs) He is at some sort of surfing shop, and he is buying $10,000 worth of merchandise. I mean, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I love that, like, they listed it out. It's It's like some hoodies, some sweatshirts. Like, it's just a bunch of random stuff. And then when she gets to the number, it's like, that'll be $10,000. I'm like, wait a minute, what how expensive are these things oh my gosh but some of the things are like actual skateboards as well like i can see how you get to this number but none of these things are necessary for surfing like they're all things for you to go somewhere where other people are surfing and stand around and look like you belong but none of them are actually like wetsuits surfboards like anything you might actually need to go surfing those might have been out of the budget i don't know he's just going for the vibe of surfer he's not actually trying to do anything because as as he mentions uh he isn't really down with water so no he hates the ocean uh he spot washes in the shower so much because he he hates water this is not my favorite line of the <laughs> episode uh we don't need to like dive into what spot washing like means for trent because gross but everyone should be taking full showers that's you know official stance here we Wonder are a podcast. pro water pro shower <laughs> podcast i think yes. what a hot take. i would hope so yeah yeah you know yeah, we, we have we have mentioned the pro water thing before, but this is our first time coming out strong pro showers. So, big shower lobby has really got its claws into you. All well, it, admittedly, we we talked about baths before, and not all of us were pro bath. I believe that I came out I the not. furthest ahead on being pro bath versus the other two are not. You know, both Todd and Lindy are not exactly pro bath, but I'm certainly very pro bath. But we're all very pro shower. Uh, just clean yourself. Yeah. Pro you know? cleanliness. How, how's that? We're, we're yeah. pro cleanliness. Also, one of the items that Trent bought was just hoods. They're <laughs> listing all the like hooded vests, hooded sweaters or whatever. And then it was like also just some hoods. I, I don't know how you just buy a hood, but he did. It's very interesting. And he's doing all this, he tells the cashier, uh, because he's going to infiltrate a bro friend group. And this is part one of his 42 part plan called the Bunch Inception. <laughs> 
Yes. And then he corrects himself. Oh, actually, that's in chill trait, if you will. So Trent has big plans, and we are going to see <laughs> that throughout this episode. Can I ask, have any of you done this? Because I have. Spent $10,000 to <laughs> infiltrate a friend group? No, but like made a point of being like, those people seem nice. I would like to be friends with them. Let's see if we can make that happen. I think this is different. I don't think he cares about the guys. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But I like had a very specific moment in high school where I was having friends. The people that I was hanging out with weren't being particularly nice to me. And I was like, eh, I don't think I want to be a part of this friend group anymore. And I had some other people that I sort of knew through class that seemed nice. And I was like, I want to be friends with them. And I remember getting invited to a sleepover like six months later and being like, I did it. I became friends with these people. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in my life I've been like, should we be friends? <laughs> and it works. <laughs> well, it's that easy. Here I mean, I've been spending no to that. Here I've been spending $10,000 every time that I want to try and get into <laughs> a new friend group. And I, okay. Well, here you go. I'll, some of Free advice for you. Free advice. All you Just, gotta do is say, hey, like, hey. want to be friends? Or ten bucks a month on a Patreon. <laughs> or ten bucks a month on a Patreon. Yeah. Oh, that uh, too. You'll get a lot of friends that way. I was literally gonna be my example, Melissa, but I didn't want it to like sound bad of like <laughs> <laughs> but uh yes. All right. So speaking of friendship, uh Josh and his friends are at home base. He is texting with Anna, that girl that he met recently. Uh, we don't see her here, but he's been te he's been texting her. He's really excited. They've been on three dates. And Josh and White Josh and Hector all show up at home base, but there's a line. And Kevin tells them that he is charging for seats because it's finals season. And so it's $150 for a table and $50 for the bar. And they are not into this. They don't, they don't want to pay to be able to just sit here. Uh, so they end up leaving. Yeah, my favorite moment in this opening sequence is never a, a Josh is talking about a, a, how good it is to like to be, you know, seeing someone and White Josh is, oh yeah, you were single for a brutal eleven minutes. I'm so glad that horrible time is over for you. So again, it's good to have Judgy White Joe on the show now. I think I mean, it was it's justified though, right? Like, oh, a hundred percent. But that's the thing. Most of White Josh's judgy things are pretty justified, which makes it even better, I think. He's not just being judgy for no reason. Most of the time, his judgments are pretty, like, spot on, which makes it even better. But And I think it was Josh's boss who was like, oh, you're a girlfriend guy, right? Like, that's Josh's thing. So it, he was not he was not single for long. That's that's for sure. Um, so as the guys leave, uh, Rebecca and Valencia walk out of the bathroom together and they're sitting down, and Heather's bringing them drinks. Like, they're a squad now. What I love about, like, the whole conversation that happens here, is, and kind of throughout the episode, is Valencia's saying, I've never had a girl group like this before. And we talked about, like, uh, like her very first appearance, though. She, like, opened up to Rebecca about how she's never had girlfriends before and that at that point in time Rebecca was the first girl that she's ever really a friend with and then Rebecca was Rebecca and everything went uh, out of control but now they're finally at the point where Valencia is like getting to have friends who are girls and not letting like petty high school stuff a uh, get in the way or anything like that but she is loving it but she's also 
completely new to the world of what girl groups do. And that's one of my favorite running lines in the, the show is just her going, is this typical girl group stuff? And Heather like, no. <laughs> yeah. And another thing that's not typical girl group stuff is like talking about your poop so much when you're in the bathroom. I don't understand. <laughs> like when girls go to the bathroom together, they're like standing around the sink. They're not like, I don't know, leaving the door open while they go to the bathroom. It's very weird. <laughs> Yeah, that is Rebecca. That's a Rebecca thing. Um, (laughs) It is a little worrying that Valencia's ideas of what girlfriends should do is shaped by being friends with Rebecca. That could lead to some some big misconceptions about things. So it's a good thing she has Heather there to be a direct communicator to tell her when things are not quite normal. Exactly. Good thing Heather's there. And Rebecca's saying, you know, when we stick together, there's nothing we can't do. And we go to the first song in this episode, but as as it's transitioning to that, we hear Valencia talking about how her name is Maria. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> just out of nowhere. Just out of- <laughs> I was just like, oh, I think you should know. My name is actually Maria. And then it goes straight to the song. Like, what the heck? I had to like go back and rewind it. I was like, what did you what did she just say? <laughs> is that real? Like, and then of course, like throughout the rest of the episode, no one refers to her as Maria. Like, even Heather, who she's like talking to, is like, you know, it's still Valencia. I watched this episode twice, and I think I missed that line both times. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I mainly noticed it because I had the closed captioning on on my second rewatch, and so it really jumped out at me. I'm like, wait, what did she say? Yeah, it's really in the background. Uh, but then we get our first song in this episode, which is called Friendtopia. And as our friend, Melissa, what did you think of this? I love this song. <laughs> So it's such a throwback, like it's super Spice Girls inspired, right? And so it's like, even down to the, um, help me out, Todd, what's it called when sound is word? Uh, <laughs> oh, like, that, like the onomatopoeia type. Thing. Yeah. Like I the, love that you went to Todd there. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, he's Todd the librarian, English, you know, I'm... <laughs> anyway mm-hmm. yeah um, all tracks. yeah the like this whole song is so great because it's this very much yeah like we can do anything we're you know we've got each other and then obviously takes that to the funniest extreme uh yeah no i like like listen it's very spice girls down to the outfits like a uh rebecca is straight off up posh spice from the wannabe a uh, video it's like it's like perfect perfect encapsulation of, of that look and uh it's just like a fun catchy song and then it goes dark and y'all know that i love it when the lyrics go dark so suddenly suddenly it's just like oh yeah we're have friendship and we're gonna rule the world and we're gonna kill people who don't agree with us and if they don't watch hocus pocus they're gonna die and yeah <laughs> you know uh is the czar of torture it's just like it's like just goes like so over the top a uh, dark all of a sudden but then also like you know you know, love hocus pocus that oh i love hocus pocus just, Todd, just like that Todd, break i like it. both times i watched this i was like oh man i love hocus pocus and then rebecca says it i'm like damn it <laughs> i felt very basic and called out <laughs> uh everyone should love hocus pocus i don't think that's like a crazy take at all uh hocus pocus is fantastic i love this song this is so much fun it's like such a good uh you know first song of the episode here um, and I do have to point out uh, the like the roll call 
Rebecca, like that is like one of the more popular sounds on TikTok. That is like making a comeback. It's being revitalized. People are using that in all kinds of really fun ways. So really? uh, there's like a lot of really amazing things with this song. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you ever see that on TikTok? Rebecca, the brain. And then like, I put drugs in the water supply. Like there's so <laughs> many good lines in there. It's really good. I mean, that's awesome. I too love this song so much. I listen to it all the time. It's stuck in my head right at this moment and like all week. I love it so much. Um, yesterday when I watched this episode, I paused it to go watch the Spice Girl music videos. Like <laughs> I was just having a great time with this one. Yeah, I think we've, we've talked a lot about whenever the show sometimes does parodies of styles and it just doesn't really nail it. But this is one of those cases where they nail it. It's, it's so obviously a Spice Girls parody, like all the way through, but it's not just a straight up, oh, we're doing a Spice Girls song. It does like, interesting things with it and fun things with it and i think that's what kind of helps a uh, put it over the top uh, compared to some of the other kind of like near misses that we've talked about in the past i think that's where i've landed todd i think that when they're like parroting a style or a group more than just a specific song i think they do a lot better um and i think we've like continuously gotten there without kind of like saying it directly but I, this is like more of a style parody and it was really good versus like you know we had you know uh cold showers or whatever the lame is one i forget what that song was it was like more of a specific song so i like the style parodies keep them up this is a great opening and then once the song ends the three of them take a selfie together and they all make sure to approve it before it's posted and of course they choose the valencia filter i thought that was really funny <laughs> So, okay, so if Valencia's real name isn't Valencia, is it that it's, like, her middle name and that's what she goes by? Or did she choose this name because of the filter? Didn't didn't this come up? I, I'm so sorry if this didn't happen yet in the show, but I feel like in the beginning she talked about how she it was, like, someone's last name. Was it that she, that she used that was Valencia? Do you remember that? I do not recall. I got nothing. I think I think it was like a, a family last name in her family. I, I could be wrong, but that's what I vaguely remember. But I'm not sure. Maybe we'll find out later in the show if it hasn't come up yet. Because Valencia naming herself after an Instagram filter is just pretty funny. I don't think she did. I don't think okay. it was that. But I think it fits that they would use the filter. And I love how they approve the photo because that's totally a thing that my friends and I have done. Like, oh, let's make sure we all like this one. For sure. Yeah. The number of times you, yeah, you take a photo and then that one person is like, I hate this photo. Please do not post this. Exactly. And it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. So then we see Daryl looking at the photo. Like, he's so upset. Like, he's left out of this friendship, even though obviously it doesn't really make sense for him to be in this group. But <laughs> um, Maya is there too. This is at the office. Maya's there. She thinks it's cute, but. Daryl is obviously so jealous and <laughs> Maya's like, I'd also like to be included. And Daryl's like, don't start. <laughs> <laughs> he says that after Rebecca's told him, don't start. So it's like, don't start Daryl. And then Maya starts up and it's like, don't start Maya. <laughs> like rolling downhill there. But then what Daryl is saying about feeling left out makes Rebecca think not about Daryl, but about Paula. And she starts wondering if maybe Paula feels left out for this. And she's like, oh, I'm I'm like a monster after everything she's done for me. I was waiting for the follow up line. It didn't me appear. Too. It, I like, said it every time I watched it, but you yeah. know, I was waiting for it. 
So as a solution, Daryl suggests like, oh, you should have like a soiree for for them and any cool coworkers you have, you know, uh, a spicy friendy stew. <laughs> I think along with the friend jambalaya that Rebecca was wanting. Yeah, I agree. Like blending friend groups is hard. This is not like Rebecca has a point. It's really complicated when you're like, oh, I like all of you, but you all don't know each other or have things in common. Like. It's maybe a bit less weird with this group. They at least know some of the same people and stuff. I don't know. It's it's hard. I don't know. Have any of you tried to blend friend groups? Um, a little bit. It's and it sometimes it's hard just like coordinating to get things where a, uh, everyone could be together. Uh, I did have a t thing in college where I like two two of my best friends in college where they didn't really hang out with each other and they didn't really do anything together and I was always like oh we should like do stuff together and then then I was actually out of town and they hung out together and then I kind of became the third wheel after that so blending blending friend groups can sometimes uh, backfire on you a little bit <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but no it is something because I I do I would have like uh, I'd like kind of like three distinct groupings of friends at one point like some I knew through through work some I knew through church some I knew through college and they all kind of like live all in the same area and it was just kind of like I always wanted to get people together, but it just never really worked out. But yeah, but I also was always like, would they get along? Would this group get along with this group? Because the things I have in common with this group is vastly different from the things I have in common with this other group. And so it's always like, ah, is it a good idea? And as we hear several times in this episode, first from Surf Shop Girl and from other people throughout, you know, you shouldn't force friendship. It just never works. Wow. Todd, I feel like I have such like similar stories to you in terms of combining friend groups because the thing that has continuously happened to me over the course of my life, and I, I mean continuously because it has happened at least four times where I have like brought friend groups together and they're like becoming really good friends. They're like, you know, meshing really, really well. And what happens is they become better friends with each other than me. And like they then go off and like are hanging out without me. And it's like, wait a minute, you guys wouldn't even know each other had I like not brought you together. So like that is literally the story of my life. Uh, so I, I very oh, much feel that, Todd. I, well, I'll tell a success story. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> the, my first year of college uh, in the summer, I had a, after that, I had a birthday party and I invited, like, all my friends from high school and the new friends I had made at college. And it was just so fun to see them, like, intermingling, like, this big group of people, like, half of whom, you know, didn't know the other half. And everyone was, like, talking and you know, just being this big group and it made me so happy. And like over the years since then, like occasionally like, you know, a high school friend and a college friend would like run into each other in like a random city and like send me a photo of them together. And it just made me so happy. So that's a, that's a good story about blending friend groups for you. It's basically why I stopped celebrating my birthday was that I was like, I don't know how to do this with just like one particular group of people and having to do it with more than one at the same time just stressed me up too much so i like haven't had a birthday party in like over a decade because it was just too stressful <laughs> wait do people have like birthday parties after they turn you know like 21 or whatever yes. yeah Adam. Uh, well I've, okay maybe it's just like pandemic but i've not had a birthday party since i've like turned uh, 21 i forget how young you are sometimes <laughs> i mean, I mean sometimes <laughs> when you're old you need to celebrate, otherwise you're sad. 
well this has gotten very real like adam people have birthday parties i do think the pandemic has probably like skewed our perception of that but I, okay. It is a thing for people to have birthday parties. I do adults. feel like at least when you're younger, like in high school or college or whatever, I feel like birthday parties are kind of like the equalizer of like one of the only places where you can invite multiple friend groups and they just sort of like all hang out with their respective friend groups. But like there's enough other stuff going on that it's, you know, not like this forced mingling versus like if it's, a, you know, separate but intentional, you know, meshing or jambalaya, if you will. Uh, then there's like a lot more pressure going on. So I actually feel like birthday parties are like the great equalizer of the Yeah, and then it the becomes princes. weddings and like wedding showers and baby oh, showers God. and all that kind of stuff. That's when you have to invite everybody and they have to get along and then it's all awkward and weird. Can this be an anti-wedding podcast? Yes, yes it can. <laughs> no. I'm, I, okay, I think it's an anti-wedding podcast. It's like, not. I don't know what to tell <laughs> we have you. to all agree. Weddings um, are contrived and boring. Agreed, Melissa. <laughs> well, you know what? There isn't a wedding in this episode, so I don't know how relevant this is. <laughs> yeah, Wait, save your anti-wedding talk for later on in the season. We'll just say- no, because Tommy's <laughs> not going to be with be me on that. Yeah, wait, I need. I have my support now. I can't. <laughs> oh boy. Well, back to the back to the show. So Rebecca, like, she wants to make this whole thing spontaneous. Like, she doesn't want to try to force the friendship, but she does want it to happen. So really, she is forcing it. But anyway, Karen walks up to her, who has overheard this, and is like, word on the street is you have a super fun girl group. And she starts telling Rebecca about how she's got this friend named Angelique, who uh, has these naughty toy parties that bring all different types of girls together. <laughs> I love is there she comes up like, oh, you're, it's a girl group with the you, sassy. <laughs> Karen's so creepy. I love her. She's so weird. And so, okay, so it's not a wedding episode, but, like, naughty toy parties are, like, a bachelorette party thing. And bachelorette parties also suck. So, <laughs> you know, we're not completely off tangent here. Lindy, have you been to a naughty toy party? I... <laughs> What a question. Uh, well, I'm assuming Adam and Todd never have. Maybe that's a false assumption on my But part. you assumed I have. No, I'm asking you if you God, have. It is so nice when someone else asks the questions that I want to ask. It's just, what is this happening? it's just so nice to have Melissa back on the podcast. Oh, my God. To answer the question, no, I have not. Okay, that's fine. I, I have a hot take. Uh, that naughty toy parties are for boring people who think that they're edgy but aren't. Oh man, good thing I said no. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Lindy what if I was like, like wait, yeah. I have. Oh, well, I go that's why I time. asked you first, Lindy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just to, I want to expand on this ever so slightly here. They're sure. for boring people who who are are trying to be edgy but are not edgy. Yeah, it's the cards against humanity of parties. God, what a stupid game um exactly uh okay so then like what is the party this is a very dangerous question what is the party for actual edgy people though it, it it's like an actual sex party <laughs> oh okay okay wow yeah, yeah. there's the not key a lot party. of the key okay. party is the yes. <laughs> gotcha okay there's not a lot of in between there i guess between like... no but like <laughs> if you need a party in order to buy sex toys you're not actually i don't know like I is think this a pro sex toys podcast 
I, that's for you all to decide, but I am coming in <laughs> oh, with so the take. You that, came yes. in and were like, this is anti-wedding podcast, but now you're going to be like, oh, I got to step back from this one. <laughs> it's not my place. Well, I, I don't want to like shout from the rooftops that like, yeah, pro-sex toys. But I'm in. I think this is a pro-sex toys podcast. <laughs> great, great. Lindy great. and Todd are not in agreement. Apparently it doesn't matter what I think, so. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> All I'm saying is if you need a party to buy sex toys, maybe, you know, you should feel more comfortable just exploring that on your own. You don't need, like, wine and, you know, the peer pressure of your friend group to to, to do that. But I, you do need Angelique. You do need Angelique. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I think Angelique might be the opposite of what I need, actually. <laughs> she is terrifying. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we'll get there. First, we got to get to Peanut Monster. <laughs> Josh is at work and he is in a, hidden in a box that's full of like packing peanuts. And he jumps out of the box when someone enters the room and he's like, Peanut Monster! <laughs> Which is so funny. But he thought it was his boss, but it's actually Trent. Super chill Trent. Like, oh, sorry, bro. I was trying to find the bathroom. Like, so funny. And Josh is like, wait, I know you. Like, you dated Rebecca. You're that guy with the cool name. Yeah. Trent. It's like, take, take out the arts, tent, take off the T, it's rent. Easy way to remember it. Like, is it though? Is that really an easy mnemonic? I don't. I got it. I win for, I worked perfectly for me. I was able to get there. Tent, rent, tent, Trent. I'm there. Easy. <laughs> Not confusing at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say. I Trent does a better impression of this like surfer bro like stoner thing than I do, so I can only flip that so much. What do you mean, Melissa? You can't do like a surfer bro? I mean, like I had a and d character a while ago that I tried to do this for and it was only so successful. Man, he did not come from the Sand Gabe's Vows. Yeah. Oh my god, what a cool Sand Gabe's Vows, bro. Like, bro, ch- bro Migo. Oh, man. Momentos, Promentos. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite one that he does with that Momentos. It's a really good one. So, so, pranking your boss, bad idea or terrible idea? <laughs> Depends on the situation. I think in this one, totally fine. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, there's no way that anyone in the building thinks that Josh is like a competent employee or like <laughs> an adult man. So, like, I don't know. He fixed the music festival sound system all by himself. Mm-hmm. So and then spent this day hiding in a box full of packing peanuts. <laughs> well, we don't oh, know yeah. how long he was in there. Do you remember what he was doing before he got sent to go fix the music festival thing, though? Organizing everything in the store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I, to be honest, sounds like he's a pretty good employee. Wow, I don't know how we went from Josh hiding in packing peanuts to Lindy saying uh, that Josh is a good yeah, employee, okay. but here we are. I'm I'm currently in my listening of this podcast on uh, the episode you all did with Martha, where Lindy's talking about how she is just as down on Josh as you two, but she's trying to like up him <laughs> because you all come in. This is not that, Lindy. You can't pretend. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we're I, hating on Josh. Look, I'm, tr- you know, 
they're so mean is the problem it's like there's one thing to criticize his actions but to just call him names i think that's uncalled for anyway so and just but okay what are we fair, calling okay, him okay you call oh my god a gosh. subpar employee for hiding and packing <laughs> oh, peanuts no, 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 and scaring his okay. look i'm gonna say in this moment sure you didn't do that what so but you're you still could, defending him no, just okay, like you always let me do finish. <laughs> Adam, Let just stop starting. Stop oh, starting. Sorry, Adam. Don't start, stop Adam. Starting. Don't start. Okay, so look, in this case, yes, that's a fair point to make. You think he's not a good employee. I simply was trying to think of some examples we've seen of him working, which were him being sent out by himself to fix the sound system, him organizing everything in the back room. I mean, what about, what have you seen that makes him not a good employee is what I'm asking. Wait, he sleeps <laughs> at his job. He's like Overnight. sleeping at his desk without telling his boss. Not anymore. I, I love that the very low bar that Lindy has set is that occasionally at his job, Josh he does, does actual job. work. Yeah. yeah, sometimes he does his job. Occasionally, he got there six hours early to organize. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Why not? You're working when you're supposed to be off the clock. That's actually illegal. Maybe he clocked in. That's even worse. <laughs> Maybe they yeah, did that overtime get approved? I don't know. If yeah. It did. I don't know. Look, they... you haven't presented me with any strong evidence that he's a bad employee. I, I <laughs> swear. What did, did, you... did you watch the episode? In the middle I of the work day. He was having fun on the job. Yeah, I mean, because I know all of us uh, all, during our 40 hour work week, we work nonstop. We okay, never take all right, break, easy do anything time, at all. Easy. <laughs> Ooh. What do you mean 40 hours? I wish that I could go through a week with only working 40 hours. Yeah, I was going to say, actually. That would be great. Yeah. Well, it seems like we gotta move on. we're going to move on because we're just not going to come to an agreement on this. Anyway, uh, Trent is, you know, asking Josh if he'll be at, the, at home base on Friday for the playoffs. And this is in the episode when I realized that when Kevin said finals, he didn't mean like college finals I had like this- sports <laughs> finals <laughs> i felt so stupid when i realized that too exactly yeah and josh says oh no like we were priced out <laughs> but then trent says like oh i got i got a table with my expense account and with for clients so yeah you should join us and josh is like okay yeah and i'll bring my friends and trent is like so happy about this <laughs> okay no josh says can I bring my friends because it's, you know, your expensive account? <laughs> yeah. That was funny. And then when Trent leaves, Josh gets back in the box for his boss. <laughs> and just to show him, because first he asks Trent to go get his box, but don't tell him I'm back here. Uh, but then he does the box and he, he guys down at first, you see like the top of his head. I'm like, oh, wow. But then you see like the shot of like him just like, Casually tossing the pins up in the air and just slowly covering the top of his head up so he's invincible. And it just cracked me up. So I thought they were going to end it on, oh, he's not hidden. But then just like the slow kind of <laughs> covering of his head, just like, I don't know, it's just the funniest thing to me for some reason. So funny. And then we see back at the office, Paula, she's, you know, at her desk. She's typing a lot. She's really focused. And Rebecca walks up to her and offers her a crustazanut which is a cross between a croissant a donut and pizza and i think that means it's time for adam's kitchen corner yay 
Um, okay. This is the real reason I chose to be on this episode, by the way. I just <laughs> I refuse to be on an episode that doesn't have Adam's Kitchen Corner on it. Uh, I feel like we have almost every episode that has it on it, but that's okay. Um, okay, I have two things. First and foremost, a croissant paired with a donut, the cronut, if you will, is what they call it delicious i mean absolutely delicious like you get the the flaky layers of the croissant going in with the glaze of the donut really really good now the pizza being thrown in is a choice but my biggest complaint and i'm not exaggerating i like was pausing this episode i was like zooming in i was looking at this pastry i knew because i knew this was going to come up i could not find the pizza element of this pastry I couldn't tell if there was like cheese on the top. Maybe there was like filled with pizza sauce. Maybe there was like, I, I could not find where the pizza elements came in to this pastry. And subsequently, I can't think of a place where I would want this pastry to have any of the pizza elements. And so I am out on the crustazada. Give me a cronut. Uh, or, or give me pizza, but I do not need to add pizza to my cronuts. Did you guys find the pizza? Like, could you, could you see where the pizza part of this thing was? I did not look for that. <laughs> I looked hard. I was, like, scouring. I guess I, I didn't pay a lot of attention. I think there was, like, stuff on it. So I just kind of assumed, like, that there were some sort of toppings, like cheese or something on top. But I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, it doesn't necessarily sound appealing to me. Also, my my weird complaint about the whole setup is it's called the crustazana, but whenever they describe it, it's like a cross between a croissant, a donut, and a pizza. But that's not the order they're combined together in the <laughs> word. It's the crustazana, it should be cross between a croissant, a pizza, and a donut. But that's my I think little it's because weird, the pizza that's my is little weird little thing. Okay, so what would it be? It would be a cronutza. <laughs> yeah. that's what you wanted to be called the cronuts. no i want them to describe it in the proper way oh okay <laughs> there you go <laughs> we're mad about the name of the description okay uh i could see like maybe you're adding like a cheese element on top of like, cheese is the only a, thing you can add like it's yeah. close to a danish of some kind i mm -hmm. guess but like boy if that cheese is mozzarella then then i'm out <laughs> like we have to it needs to be like a sweeter uh, i don't know I'm out on the crustazana or cronutza. Uh, just give me the cronut and give me pizza. Okay, but if you were going to improve on a cronut by adding in something else, what do you add? Is it a Danish? Is it a bagel? Like, what other... Do you go, like, not baked good? A brownie. Oh. Ice cream. I think you... I think... I cronutty? <laughs> I do what? think you, like, heat it up and add the ice cream. I think that's a good call. Mm. I think you're like, you know, it becomes like a, 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 a cronut bowl of some kind to like get the get the ice cream in there. Yeah. Lindy, what's that face? What do you mean? I want it. I want oh, it. Okay. That's my face. Oh, my okay, gosh. Good. I want it right now and you I can't very have it. Weird. I want it face. Um, <laughs> uh, it oh, sounds very okay. good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. No problem. If I agree with you again. Okay. One indescribable <laughs> podcast out of context. Take that line. <laughs> Oh my god. Thank God that is not a Twitter account that will ever <laughs> exist. That would be bad for us. <laughs> really bad for us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so that weird pastry happens but paula's like i'm busy like i've got a test coming up but rebecca asked her to come over on friday night. Paula's like yeah, I have this towards test, but Rebecca says, like, I miss you, and I want to show you my new house, 
you know, show you around? And so Paula says yes, because that sounds like, you know, something she does want to do. Like, it sounds it sounds nice to see Rebecca's house and, you know, catch up with her. And immediately after uh, Paula agrees, Rebecca walks away and walks up to Karen and uh, tells her to tell her friend Angelique that we're on for Friday night. <laughs> but Karen's not invited. <laughs> it's a good thing she remembered to tell Karen not to come because otherwise Karen would have shown up. It would have been really awkward. <laughs> yeah, that would have been very weird. This is like the first time of several in this episode that I just need to say that Rebecca is a bad friend. Like, Paula says, I test to study for in law school, which you understand because you went to law school and had to study for these tests. And Rebecca, like, guilts her into coming under false pretenses of, like, a hangout catch-up. And so Paula acquiesces to this. And it's not like, oh, okay, if you have a test coming up, when is your test? Let's hang out after your test. Like a celebratory hangout catch up. Like let's schedule this around the fact that you have a big test coming up and we'll I'll support you in that. No, it's just like right now you have to come to this thing that I have decided that we have to do. Rebecca's a bad friend. Yeah, it's it's that typical Rebecca thing where she's gotten an idea in her head suddenly. She has decided that Paula is feeling left out and she has to do something about it. And so she when she has the idea in her head, she has to do everything in her power to rectify this problem that she has kind of created in her head. So she's not thinking logically about anything. And she is like so focused on this idea that she kind of blows past like the obvious signs that this is going to be a bad idea. It's a bad idea, Rebecca. And right after that, we see Paula and Sunil studying together. And Sunil's talking about how Rebecca is needy, and he calls her a woman child, which I thought was quite mean. Well, see, I took it to be, he, he, I think he referred to her as Paula's woman child, as in Paula treats her like a child, but she's a full-grown woman. That's how I took it. It's like, I, I guess I just thought it was like a man child, but like a woman child. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that might be how it was intended. <laughs> Possibly, but but he did. I think he said your woman child, which is why it took me as as him saying your your child, who's actually a grown woman, because there was a whole thing about him thinking Rebecca was her daughter and the, their first time seeing each other. So it, it's possible it's the other one, but that's I just want to say that's how I kind of took it. I mean, I'm still not saying that he's great in describing Rebecca and he's mean to Rebecca, but I, I just interpret that slightly differently, not not much more charitably, but just moderate more charitably. <laughs> And, you know, Sunil is saying, like, to Paula, like, you haven't even told Rebecca about your decision. And Paula's saying, like, you know, I'm happy that Rebecca's making time for me now. And, you know, it's hard to tell people serious stuff sometimes. So, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't love Sunil in this part. Like, he doesn't know Rebecca. I, I get that he's trying to help Paula, who's his friend, but he doesn't know Rebecca that well. And so it just seems like he just constantly, you know, talking about how bad she is when he, he doesn't know her. It's like hard for me to not want to ascribe ulterior motives to Sunil here. 
Um, just because like, we're, we're, you know, the claim here is that like, you know, Paula has the test coming up. They're supposed to study, but like the scene that we see them on, Paula's like going over materials. She's like talking about, and I, I, I don't, all the lawyer stuff goes so far over my head, but like in whatever jurisdiction, torts. Of courts, <laughs> it's whatever, torts. It's, about, it's a, it's a torts, test. whatever. Yeah. Don't ask me what torts are, but torts. <laughs> yeah. She's just like going on about it. And then studio's just like, so, uh, Rebecca sucks. Like, it's like out of just absolutely nowhere. And it's like, Paul is actually trying to study here. And your claim is that you're like wanting the best for Paul. You're wanting Paula to not be distracted by Rebecca. But like, what are you doing right now? Like, is this not exactly the same? If, you know, maybe like a little bit shorter in time frame and probably not as emotionally taxing. Fine. But like, it's really not that different. So I don't know, Sunya, get off your high horse. Let Paula like have friends. So because I think like the thing that's clear to me in this scene is that Paula still wants to be friends with Rebecca. Paula like wants that relationship in some capacity. And like, she, I think she's making that clear. And Sunil is being a bad friend here. Everyone's a bad friend in this episode. Yeah. But I think like you all covered love kernels a while ago, but this is friendship kernels, right? Like Paula is holding on to the little friendship kernels that Rebecca has given her and is like trying to make it more than it is. I'd do anything for those friendship kernels. <laughs> uh, and then we go straight to Rebecca is giving Paula the tour of her place. It's Friday night. And it seems like they're having a good time. Like Paula's saying, like, it's really nice in here. Rebecca's showing her everything. Um, she ends up, like, she's saying that it was remodeled. And so she kind of, like, hits one of the walls. And this whole chunk of paint just falls right off. And there's all this graffiti underneath. And then Paula's like, oh, I know this place. It's where all those people were murdered. Oh, look at those sconces. <laughs> Smooth save, Paula. Smooth. No way she heard the murder. It was like the whole word. It was like murder. <laughs> Look at those guns. <laughs> I want to know what happened in this house. Do we have any more info other than like a bunch of people were murdered? A bunch of drug dealers um, yeah, is I what we find end, out later. Yeah, I mentioned drug dealers at the end, but yeah. But I don't think we know a story again. about yeah, it. I don't think we actually get the story. Yeah, because this is what some like random suburban house in California. Like, it's probably on East Cameron. Um, <laughs> that's where everything is. But yeah, it's some sort of like apartment or duplex. I I don't know. But bad things happen there. But it looks really nice now. It, honestly, the kitchen looks great. And um, once Paula sees everything, she wants to like sit down on the couch. And have a nice long chat with Rebecca. Talk about everything. Um, but Rebecca's like, well, actually. And right then is when Heather and Valencia burst inside. They've got hashtag girl group forever t-shirts. They, they're each wearing one. And they have one for Rebecca. And like they're surprised to see Paula. Paula's surprised to see them. And Rebecca's like, introducing our newest member, Paula. And everyone just looks like, what is happening? Why is this happening? It's so awkward. It is so awkward and so cringy. I just feel for Paula in this moment. <laughs> because she had literally just said, this is, I was like, oh, this is so nice. It's just the two of us. We can sit down and we can talk and get caught up. And she's just like so ready to you know, renew the friendship that has like kind of been 
not strained, but just they haven't seen each other for a little while because life has gotten in the way for both of them for various reasons. And so that now's the time for them to like kind of reconnect. And as soon as she does that, boom. Oh, by the way, I've invited these other people along. And something similar may have happened to me a couple of times. And it's not fun whenever you think you're going to hang out with one friend and then suddenly find out, oh, well, no, my other friend was in town. So he's coming along. And just like, so I'm like, oh, well, I thought we were just going to hang out. And now there's this other person that's, okay. Okay, it's like it's not a great feeling because it's like okay, I thought that you know we are like it's like almost almost feel like okay, our friendship isn't enough for you. Sometimes it's, that's almost what it feels like. Like you need this other buffer or something like that. And whether that's what's meant or not, but it can be whenever you're like okay, this I haven't got to talk to you in forever, and now suddenly you've orchestrated things so that it's not just the two of us. And what the heck. Yeah, the one thing I will say is the thing that I think is the worst part of all this is that Rebecca didn't tell either group that the other group was coming. Because I, I'm, like, very guilty of the, okay, I'm going to go hang out with this one friend, but also, like, this other friend is nearby. Let's just all hang out. Or, you know, I'm going someplace and, like, inviting this person, but that person's close, so whatever. But, like, you should be telling everyone who's going to be there about everyone else who's yeah. going to be there. So like that I think is like my biggest complaint about this whole situation because it's just so painfully uncomfortable when like they come in with those shirts and it's, oh man, it's just like so cringe to like see Paula's like shitty shirt there with like they threw it in. It's like so bad, um, you know, and, and Valencia and Heather are obviously not doing anything remotely helpful to make it better for anyone involved, but um, yeah, you should tell everyone who's going to be at the thing you're going to. Like, you should ask, right? You have plans with this one friend and be like, hey, do you mind if I invite these other people? I'd love for you to get to know them. I think we could, you know, I think you'd really get along. It would be great to to all hang out together. And then that gives Paula the opportunity to be like, actually, I was really hoping we could just catch up one-on-one. Like, this is how normal adults deal with this kind of stuff. It's not that hard. I think Dogs. the thing that boggles my mind about the whole situation here is Earlier, whenever a uh, Daryl was trying to get uh, Rebecca to do like, oh, just have a little party thing, get together, like, oh no, because that's like forcing things that never works. Why well, need something that feels like nice and spontaneous when it's obvious that this is not nice and spontaneous? It's obvious that she invited Paula over, she invited the others over. This is not a spontaneous, oh, Heather and Valencia just happened to drop by type thing, or oh, I know where they're going to be, so let's go here and just happen to run into them. That would be something that's like. Yeah, it's not really spontaneous, but at least might appear spontaneous. This is an obvious no. I've invited you both here. I haven't told either one of you about this. So it's, it's obviously forced, even though that is expressly what I said I didn't want. So it's Rebecca making a plan that makes absolutely no sense, which is Rebecca's stock and trade most of the time, unfortunately. Yes, that happens quite often. Um, and then it, it seems like this is probably where a commercial break was. And then right away we go into the next song, which is the Trent is getting ready song, which I will just start off and say, I hate this so much because it, it's it's the same as the, the sexy getting ready song in the beginning where there's this, this is like horrific element of like all this like blood and like, like accidentally like, you know, oh my god it just it it makes me cringe so much like from having to see that i hate it i hate it so much i'm sorry oh wow and so by all this blood she means he he's shedding his back and he nicks himself briefly uh <laughs> yeah, yeah all this blood oh say, my gosh. wait a minute 
that's like my chief complaint of this whole song. He's like going to shave his back. There wasn't even any hair where he was <laughs> shaving. What is he shaving? His skin? Like what? Oh my exactly. god. Exactly. Wait, are you saying it doesn't bother you that much? No, I I mean I why well, the blood is whatever. I mean, like we went through sexy getting ready song. This is like nothing compared to that. This is like literally nothing. This like bothers you just as much as that song. I also will say, they both uh, bother me. shout out to Tom Palmer who has started watching the show and listening to our podcast. He loved the sexy getting ready. Song. I love the sexy getting ready. Song. We were all like pretty low on that song. Why do I like that song. It's I such like a classic song. song. It's uh, it definitely is, but yeah, he was uh, he was yelling at me for how low we were all were on that song. Good, but, I agree with Tom. Tom should uh, yell at the podcast more. I, <laughs> I don't know why uh, Lindy is. I'm actually a little surprised that this was like too much for you. It was just like one little like a speck of blood it wasn't even like a big i mean the sexy getting ready song that was like full on like there was a lot going on in that song this I was like nothing clearly my tolerance is extremely low for watching this sort of thing so i didn't like either okay have you ever know like cut yourself while shaving anything i was gonna say have you never just like dry shaved real quick when you're like damn it i forgot to shave no that would nope. see that's horrifying to me <laughs> because <laughs> What if I accidentally cut myself? Oh my gosh. I can't. Nope. Nope. That's not my thing. The rules of the game. I mean, sometimes you cut yourself. That's. Yeah. It is, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't just like blindly shave your hairless back. Uh, that would <laughs> not be my recommendation, but you know. I also love. Yeah. Because like. It, it's got to just be that there's like one hair that grows. Yeah, there must shaving, be a singular right? hair. Because otherwise, there's only so much you can reach. Like, is he just going to like shave his shoulder blades and then just have like these like this like wing shape on his back? <laughs> I can't listen to this. I'm sorry. Tell me when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> the look of horror on Lindy's face right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. Just wait until we do 45 minutes on the sex toys, and then we'll see uh, what Lindy's face is. I'd prefer oh. that, please. Just <laughs> <laughs> shaving a hairless bag? What? Oh. oh, my God, Lindy. I, I think I, One of my favorite things is, is, is his goal is that whenever Rebecca looks at him, she'll be like, he's so normal. I'm in love. I mean, that, that's Trent's goal. That's his quoted goal is that, like, I mean, think he's so normal. I'm in love. So... Yeah, yeah, normal. Big up job on that. Minimum, Trent can <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything oh, else man. on this song before we move on? I was going to say in the previous scene, a couple things that I loved uh, was Valencia calling out that she had to get Rebecca or she was going to get her a large for her big boobs, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> like Valencia's just like throwaway comment, which uh, is like definitely, I think, meant as a compliment. Uh, yeah. So that was just very funny. And then also, uh paula compliments the kitchen island and like my one bedroom apartment has a kitchen island do you like are, do only rockefellers have wow melissa i would love a kitchen island i would also love a kitchen island i thought adam was the bougie one i mean come on <laughs> exactly yeah. i mean i live in one of the most expensive cities in the world so you know it's fine it's wow the flexing here from melissa here <laughs> no, i'm saying smoke. that i have to compensate for that with a very tiny apartment <laughs> With an island, I my like dream kitchen has like a double island situation going on, but um, it's a double island, like two, two islands, islands. Like two islands, yeah. Wait, why do you need two different islands? That it's like a prep island luxury, and, a, yeah. and a what? It's part of the whole. Oh, okay, I, I can like design my dream kitchen at some point in an episode. Uh, if that's like interesting to anyone, I feel like it's definitely not, but not. I do but have us, like a dream us. kitchen, yeah. 
I just that need, I just need like a very basic. What do you do on one island that you can't do on the other island? Like one, like I think a, one is island is like a is Jewish kitchen of, situation. Like what's no? Going on? Well, I mean, like okay, hypothetically, it like could be, but I think that like the 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 delineation here is one island is like a uh, like a prep island. You're like actually working on that island versus the other island is more of a uh presentation island and so when you're getting out there that's like where people are like eating or socializing you can like put up a nice like cheese platter you get like you know you know part of it is a whole charcuterie board type situation with the chalk underneath that you can draw on and versus the other island is much more of like the prepping and you know baking there's like a stovetop probably a, like a giant double sink in that island so can I come to this party? That sounds great. <laughs> I was going to say, Adam is definitely the bougie one with his chalk charcuterie board. Just Everyone should have a chalk effect. charcuterie board. That way you can write what all the different cheeses are. And all it's that great. Stuff. I think Those it's a great crackers. idea. Also, um, double sink is uh, a pain and you should just have one really large sink. Mm. Is that a hot take? I don't know if it's like a hot take. What's the What's the painful part of it, though? The fact that you end up using up all your space. And you actually have less sink space to deal with. I kind of feel like if it was just one sink, everything would pile up and just be a jumble. I feel like with two, you can I need separate. more organization. Yeah. One of the sinks has to have like a, uh, uh, what is it called? Like a, I guess like a rack or whatever that you can like I just put, put a the rack on my counter. No, you can't be you can't be utilizing all that precious what? counter space. You don't have a dish rack on your counter. No, you the dry the stuff. Sink? Well, I don't. I don't have a double sink in my little dinky one bedroom <laughs> apartment. This is my hypothetical dream kitchen with a giant double sink. I'm oh. saying you have a you have a wet sink and you have a dry sink, and like you you know things. What can... is the point of a dry sink? <laughs> what do you mean? What's the point of a dry put sink? A, put a dish rack on on the. That looks terrible out on the beautiful pristine island. The island has to stay clean. Wow! Shots fired. Listen, it's my dream kitchen. Let my dream kitchen have a double sink. <laughs> this is literally Adam's kitchen corner where we just talk about kitchens. <laughs> it's the next evolution. I'm so happy. I feel like I feel like probably not everyone will find this interesting, but Adam, I do. So maybe we should talk later more about kitchen design because okay. I'm I'm into be, that. Yeah, whenever there's an episode that doesn't have like a food element, we can bring in Adam's Kitchen Corner to literally talk about the kitchen. I meant like You'll not on our podcast plus it's our not... podcast about a 45 minute episode of television, <laughs> and you think that people won't want to listen to you talk about kitchen design? That I mean, I mean, do, do people listen to the two-hour podcast? I mean, <laughs> we do. <laughs> I, know they do. I, I mean, I ha- listen. I'm not exaggerating. I have a full kitchen design in my mind of like what my ideal kitchen is. I'm right. happy to, you know. We know what Adam's next Todd talk is going to be. I think. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> kitchen design and the role of kitchens in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. How about that? Rebecca has a nice kitchen. Rebecca I will, I will burns say, that's down her first kitchen. Yeah, that I went mean, poorly. Yeah, that. I think that was a double sink, Adam. I... <laughs> that's why. Double sink, therefore, she burns it down. No, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. You could talk about the kitchen is the thing. It's much easier uh, okay. than a sink replacement. Just burn the whole thing down. Just burn it down, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, somehow, I don't know how we got there, but uh, we're going to get back to Trent. And <laughs> he's at home base. He is... Before the guys get there, he's practicing how to greet them. So he's like, slap, clasp, pull, hit the back. Like, how to... How to do the bro hug. Yeah, we've talked about this before, right? Like the classic bro hug that every guy instinctually knows. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trent does not instinctually know it. He has to literally repeat the instructions to himself in order As to get it right. It <laughs> Admittedly, sometimes it can be like hard, especially for like doing the Braga with someone who you've never done it with before. Because everyone does it like slightly differently with the with the with the clasp part of the you know you do the hand clasp pull and then around the back sometimes people do like an open sometimes people do like a closed fist so uh it can be it can just regular be hug you I was know? gonna say like, why don't boys just hug because you have to have the arms in between to prevent... right you can't actually you know physically touch each other correct. excessively yes. right yes. okay that is exactly correct wow. I I will say I I am a regular hugger. Yeah, so I would I do the bro. It is situational though, because I do have friends who will only do the bro hug, and I do have friends, guy friends who will do the do the full hug, and so just have to know know your audience, know know who you're who you're going in for the hug with. The bro hug is just like such toxic masculinity bullshit. It's so dumb. <laughs> wait, what? Okay, wait, hold on. Which oh, no. part of it? Oh no. Which which like part of just this hug is... each other? If you're actually friends. Just hug each other. It's not you don't need an arm in between you if you're hugging. Okay, I'm not saying people like shouldn't hug each other. That's like you know, live your life, do whatever you want to do. You can hug people, but I also think that like live your life if you want to like bro hug people with an arm in between because you're not like super comfortable like full on hugging someone else or like touching. There is certainly like an increased level of like physical comfortability that you would need to have with someone else. So. I don't know. I'm like not gonna trash on the bro hug here. Like some, some people, are like fine, do whatever you want, hug however you want. Some, I mean, you know, other countries, people are like full on kissing each other as they're like greeting each other. So like that would that was very stressful whenever I was in France. But um, I don't know. I don't mind the bro hug. You can do the bro hug if you want to. You can do a regular hug if you want to. Shake hands if you want to. Fist bump if you want to. Kiss each don't other on the lips if you want to. I don't, don't care. Don't all if you don't want to. Yeah, do whatever you want to do. Give a high five. Live your life. I agree with all of that. I just think that the bro hug exists because men are told that they can't like show physical affection for each other. And that is this like weird want to hug each other, but we have to do it in like a manly way. We can't hug like regular people hug. We have to do it. You know, we have to maintain our physical distance. Uh, if you don't want to hug, don't hug. But like, if you want to hug, you can just have a normal hug. It looks cooler is the other thing I will say. <laughs> I, there was a huge eye roll there from <laughs> Melissa, but it, I will say, what <laughs> it looks cooler. <laughs> you know what didn't look cool? The blood on Trent's shoulder. <laughs> I appreciate the detail. The right, so like, oh, it made me have the blood stain. That, yeah, it, it made me laugh. It was horrible. I hate it. <laughs> There's going to be some songs that we get to that I don't know how Lindy's going to be able to get through. <laughs> all i'm saying yeah there's one Wait. i'm thinking of that's gonna be a problem i don't even know what you're talking about yeah we'll get there this will be fun <laughs> i'm scared now okay this i think this is the worst of it with the anyway anyway um uh trent like obviously knows who white josh and hector are and he like calls them by name and they're like um how did you know that <laughs> he just like totally tries to play it off but it's like dude uh, yeah, it's like, oh, because you're a white guy who looks like Josh and Hector. I know your name because obviously I'm racist. And he's just so so happy with himself for coming up with that brilliant lie at that moment. I'm just like, Trent. Wow. So oh. Rebecca has mentioned you. It's just so much easier. Yes, yes. They think he did Rebecca. Come on. 
I forget who was actually like in the house in the apartment for the scene. That, it was like, like it was Greg, Greg and Valencia. Greg it was and just Josh. Greg and Valencia. White, because yeah. that was and, right. Because White Josh and Daryl were off doing gym stuff, and then Hector was uh, being an absolute moron. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this plan would not really have worked if Greg was around. I just feel like he would have shut it down. He would have been like, um, Trent, like what the heck. Uh, so back at Rebecca's apartment, um, she has made Paula a, uh, well, attempted to make Paula a matching girl group forever t-shirt, but she had to use an old turned around pink t-shirt and write on it with Sharpie. <laughs> it just looks terrible. And Paula looks so unhappy. Like she is not happy to be here. It looks so bad. <laughs> like that shirt could not look worse. It was clear that, like, when they started writing it, they did, like, the very, you know, obvious, like, happy birthday syndrome of, like, starting with, like, big letters right in the middle. And then it, like, kind of veered off at the end. It looks so bad. And this is when we talked about this, but this is when Heather calls out the fact that, like, Rebecca didn't tell Paula that they would be here. And Rebecca didn't tell Heather and Valencia that Paula would be here. So it's, like, really awkward. And Heather just, like, is straight to the point just calling that out for everyone and, and rebecca's like oh there's that endearing honesty in the tone of voice you know she is not feeling very endeared towards heather at this moment for her honesty but i love it i love heather just like being that direct communicator she talked about earlier you know women are indirect communicators and i'm more of a statistically and i'm more of a direct communicator and by the way you need to admit that sort of heather thing is like and just like yep she's going to speak the truth no matter what and just cracks me up I love Heather, and I actually think that theoretically, the honesty in this moment could really help the situation of like just calling out, like, "Hey, we didn't know you were going to be here. You didn't know we were going to be here. That's kind of weird, but now we are. Let's carry on." Like, I actually think calling out that awkwardness might actually have made it less awkward overall if uh, things that were about to happen weren't didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think that a uh... Paula knowing that, because Paula knows Rebecca. Paula knows Rebecca and knows how Rebecca's plans happen. So I think Paula maybe knowing that Valencia and Heather weren't in on it could have possibly helped a little bit. Maybe she didn't have all this other underlying, you know, beef or grief with Rebecca right now. It may have helped a lot more. But I think there's just a lot under the surface that even even that, which maybe in another situation would have made things a lot less awkward, isn't quite enough to get Paula over that hump. But yeah, I agree that the the brutal honesty was probably what was needed in this moment. But just not enough. So Rebecca's making some drinks for them all. And Paula's telling her, like, I, I have so much studying to do. Like, I thought it would be just us. So, like, I'm going to go. But Rebecca convinces her to stay for one hour. And if we're not, like, blood sisters by the end of that, then you can leave. No hard feelings. <laughs> like, yeah. Rebecca, okay. remember you said this, like, from now. You literally said, like, if you're not enjoying yourself, you can leave. You don't want to be here. So if you don't enjoy it, you can go. Just remember yeah, you said Obviously, that. Rebecca does not mean that. But that's <laughs> what she promises. And then they all, like, start posing for a selfie. And they're, you know, getting Paula to get in there. But it's hard for her to, like, fit in the frame with the way they're posing. And she gets so fed up. She just, like, grabs the phone and, like, takes a picture. And then they're like, oh, that actually looks good. <laughs> Except that it doesn't, because they show the picture and you see, like, Paula's face just barely in the 
frame and she does not look happy. Yeah, we see Daryl immediately. Uh, he's he's in his office and he's like sadly like got his head resting on his hand, like looking at the photo on his computer. It's so sad. And Maya walks in and she's like, oh, you saw it too? Like, I want to be gal pals with Rebecca. She makes me think women can have it all. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Why? Like, what does she have that you think is all? <laughs> I'm better yeah, literally in Maya. what way. <laughs> uh, um, and then Daryl, like, he he's always been mean to Maya. He just continues that. Like, he's really mean about her voice. And, <laughs> like, you know, he's like, you can't force a friendship. I loved his, like, momentary impression of Maya where he's got this, like, high, like, mouse voice. <laughs> it's really funny and very mean. Um, but then Maya suggests, like, wait, why don't we team up to find a way in the party? And Daryl's like, I'd have to be desperate to do that. But what did you have in mind? <laughs> <laughs> and she, like, gears up for this whole big thing, like, holds up her hands, like, she's about to say something amazing. She's like, nothing yet. <laughs> uh, it'll, like, surprise no one, and I think I've said this before, I freaking love Maya. Every single time she's on, she's just so amazing. I love her so much. I'm going to keep saying that for the rest of this episode, but, like, let it be known. First and foremost, I love Maya. Get in line, because I love her, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then, okay, and then we're back in Rebecca's apartment. She's, like, singing some sort of, like, loop-de-loop -loop song for everyone. She's like, I made it up this morning. Like, this song goes in a loop-de-loop. It's so annoying <laughs> do you want to try this is it when you remember that rebecca yeah. went to summer camp right yeah <laughs> this song goes in a loop-de-loop -loop. it starts at the end and ends at the start this song goes it do we i mean we just keep going right we're not I, okay I, <laughs> let's I stop there you know, uh is paul's response <laughs> which is a bit dramatic there paul i mean yeah, yeah the song sucks but like wow <laughs> Down here. Rebecca tries to be all encouraging. Uh, oh, well, you put your own spin on it, and that's fun. <laughs> Try not to show how hurt she is by it. And then the doorbell rings, and Rebecca's like, "Great, this is my surprise!" And she opens the door, thinking it's Angelique, but it's actually Karen, dressed as Angelique in this like leather bodysuit and oh. wig <laughs> it's so funny and this is the best part she walks into the room with everyone and, and paula's like i have to be friends with karen too <laughs> <laughs> can i shut um. up before we get into the karen of it all i love rachel bloom's physical acting when she goes to answer the door and the little like sachet thing that she does on the way to the door it was just a it, Every now and then, just like Rachel Bloom delights me. But yeah, also Karen. It's so funny. <laughs> so many ways. Paul's reaction is priceless. He's like, Karen, what are you doing here? Who's Karen? Je suis Angelique. And I'm just like, I'm dying laughing over here. This. <laughs> it's a bunch of, oh my God. It's so funny. Or any listeners who do not know, the way to Adam's heart is to have a character with a French accent. So that is... <laughs> yep. And she was hilarious. Like, it wasn't even just the accent. Like, it was, so, it was such a bad accent, but it was, like, such a good character. Oh, my God. It's so funny. 
we'll get back to Angelique, but uh, first we go back to home base. Uh, Trent and the guys are watching whatever finals playoff game this is, and uh, Josh is like reacting to the game, and Trent is copying every single thing he says, even like, "Oh, I'm hungry," and they all look at him like, "Okay." And he suggests, like, oh, yeah, we should do something after this. And Josh is like, uh, don't you have to, you know, meet with your clients? And then Trent's like, oh, uh, they're dead. And everyone is like, what? <laughs> and then he's like, to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought it was so funny. He's like, classic Trent, just joking around. Bros for life. <laughs> Sometimes, like, Trent, does, like, forgets that he's a person, I think. is like what I think he's not. He's, like, <laughs> trying to be. He, he offers to go get chicken wings for everyone. We talked about this way in the intro. Like, he's getting one for each person. Like, yeah. he, he literally says, I'm going to go get four chicken wings. I'm like, wait, what? This implies like, that, like, Trent doesn't eat food? To like yeah. know that I, I, I don't know. This is yeah, it was just, so weird. Like, it's like he's not a human and he's like, like not a person. doesn't know how to interact or eat or anything. And <laughs> he walks away and Hector's like, I love the free stuff, but this is not worth it. And why just like pretty sure he murdered those clients. <laughs> that line, yeah, yeah, that was so good. But yeah, so okay, does the bar sell individual chicken wings? Or does Trent just like not understand how food works? The, it's gotta the be it's yeah. both right i mean i don't i don't know they they might sell like a four piece i i guess like that even feels like too small to even yeah. for like the smallest <sighs> less than six seems unlikely right for wings yeah for like tenders certainly you could do a four piece but yeah like for wings i don't think you're doing less than four yeah, yeah it's very yeah. odd and, and even if he, even if you, they do something at four, I mean, he's talking about getting it for like everyone. I mean, he starts off with Hector, but then he's like, hey, let's get, get us all chicken wings. I'll get four. And like, no, four for one person, maybe, but four for the group. No, no, there's, there's not that much meat on those things. All right. So dry or wet chicken wings. What's the consensus? Certainly wet. Good. Wet. Like classic barbecue sauce is, is the way to go. Yeah, I, I like I don't eat chicken wings, so I have no opinion. Like, you've never eaten chicken wings? Or, like... Not really. I mean, maybe sometime in my life, but I don't eat much meat. I mean, are we still friends? Are you so disappointed? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is it, Lindy! That was the final (laughs) straw! Total silence! Like, okay. (laughs) I did suggest to Adam the other day when we were discussing, you know the terrible state of the world that eating less meat was a good idea and uh adam may have gotten upset with me <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh this just made me remember oh my gosh okay <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> this is so funny okay <laughs> okay like okay when adam and i became friends like this was way before this podcast or whatever so like one time we were like just texting about something and adam was like do you have any good recipes or something? And so I sent him like like three or four links to recipes that I have had and really liked. And he, he responded and was like, these are vegetarian. And I was like, you didn't specify what kind of recipe you wanted. 
you didn't say it has to have meat and then we're just like oh these are vegetarian what are you doing do you not cook anything that doesn't have meat okay wait a minute (laughs) uh Okay, there was no way that I was, like, that, like, forceful in the response. You were so snarky. You were like, <laughs> okay, oh, well, yeah. she has access to the text I messages. Say, because... This is supposed to be the bonus <laughs> yeah. podcast. We're not supposed to be getting this. Well, this, this, is, this isn't related to the show. I never thought this would come up, so I don't think this would be in my TED Talk. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm curious. <laughs> I don't even remember what the dishes were. Uh, in response to Melissa's first initial point, we agree on a lot of things, Melissa. A lot of things we certainly agree on. Uh, but giving up uh, giving up crap is not something that I, I'm willing to do, uh, even <laughs> if it were to save the world tomorrow. Um, mainly because I mean, I did suggest so- that, you know, less was a, a pretty good step. Okay. Well, uh, it's hard to eat crab less than like once a year when I finally get to eat it. But uh, I, I will take the point. Yes. Um, I'm I'm just waiting for Lindy to find the response. It's not coming up when I'm searching for like oh, recipe no. food. Like, the, I don't know what the... The irony to me is that the one time that um, Adam and I have eaten like dinner together, I ate a vegetarian meal and Adam ate crab. <laughs> I mean, it tracks. Yeah, it very much tracks. I'm sorry, I can't find it right now. But if I find okay, it later, at some point, I will find update. it. Yeah, yeah I want to know, know what these recipes are. I, have, <laughs> I think I made one, Lindy. I I think I even I forget what it was. Then why didn't you tell me? I, I think I did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. Okay, yeah. Right. You, you gotta you gotta do the full deep dive there. I'm gonna do some research later. Yeah. We'll we'll get there. Um, I might have to get out my whiteboard and kind of just like map it all out figure out what happened yes <laughs> the full breakdown of this conversation where adam refuses to eat anything vegetarian <laughs> okay there's no point at which i'm refusing to eat anything that's vegetarian there are plenty of dishes that are absolutely spectacular that do not have meat in them and i have no issues with it all okay what you heard it here first that's adam's official press release okay <laughs> Adam occasionally as... doesn't eat meat. And I'm, I'm getting painted as this carnivorous monster. <laughs> um. Okay. So I just asked if you all prefer wet or dry chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. How did we go from Lindy has never had chicken wings to Adam is the devil here? Like, oh my. Because <laughs> that's how this works, Adam. I can't hear podcast go. It's like always a short hop to there, Adam. I mean, come on. Like thirty episodes in, how are we still doing this? It works. It works, Adam. That's why this is our whole. It's what shtick. keeps people listening, uh, Adam. This is what brings in the big bucks. The bucks? Where are the bucks? This is a negative EV podcast for me. <laughs> Make negative money on this. I'm losing money on this deal. What? Adam oh, is paying boy. to have his reputation shredded. Yeah, that is what's happening. And so I'm going to eat that crab if I want to, because damn it, I've earned it. <laughs> Oh god. Um, might I also interest you in a pineapple that's been soaked in rum overnight? That is yes. one of Maya's ideas for the party. Yes, you can interest me in that. Yeah, I'm that's very amazing. interested. <laughs> but unfortunately, they don't have that much time because the party is happening right now. So they're kind of stuck, and that's where we leave them for now. Now we're back to um Angelique. <laughs> This will be fun. So, 
showing everyone some sort of device um they're all extremely disturbed by it i don't know if anyone wants to go into detail about all of the parts that she explained yeah if you could just walk us through lindy just give us i didn't write them all down because i just i can't write every single word so but i did that's why that's why i'm serious oh my god oh my god i'm serious (laughs) i did write down the part where there's a remote and so someone else can have the remote so in the middle of the day during a work meeting they can press that remote and karen can have a great time and no one will know the look the look on paula's face realizing that this has probably happened yeah. in their yeah. it's just priceless just like the realization in paula's eyes like oh no the way the the way that karen is like you can go kabuki in your pants in the middle of this work meeting oh my god i was dying so otherwise known as clapped your monkey what (laughs) it's a very very classic phrase (laughs) how could i not know i literally used to volunteer at like a sex sense like sex health organization i've never heard the phrase clapped your monkey there are they have like so many questions. There's like apparently like a tube involved. There's like a lot going on. My, my favorite thing in all that was a uh, Rebecca's like, ooh, looks like Rube Goldberg got naughty. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I have to call out. Locked onto your cervix is a phrase that made me cringe more than anything I have ever heard in my entire life. The my idea, life. the idea of that is horrifying oh, and uncomfortable God. and it made every part of me cringe oh man oh. and you know what you could have this for the low low price of 175 dollars yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i think it's i remember valencia had one of them that just looked like huh yeah, low, low, uh, no, yeah. no thank yeah, you. Yeah, it, it seemed like Heather was kind of in until the price uh, disclosure. <laughs> She's like, ah. Like, also, there's, it It doesn't even make anatomical sense. Like, I, I have. <laughs> this the is a is coming out now. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't have a lot of, like, nerve endings in your cervix that would make that in any way pleasurable. But also, like, this is a way to pass out and trigger some sort of, like, intense vasovagal reaction so that you're just, like, fainting in the middle of the workday. Maybe that's, like, part of the allure. That's, like, <laughs> maybe that's part of the shtick. Maybe that's what clapping your monkey actually means. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's a lot going on. This is like one of my favorite scenes of the whole. It's like so fun. Yeah. Like if anyone out there has ever had an IUD, like this is just not a recipe for a good time. But it's only $175. So, you know. So bad. What a steal. Karen wants them to like touch it. And she's like, it's okay. I give you my consent. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no. Karen read one book on like sex positivity (laughs) and is like, if I throw the word consent around, it's fine. Oh, God. Like, she's fine with it, but they're like, no. (laughs) Yeah, that's not how consent works, Karen. So, anything else on the Angelique right here? I think we covered it. I Just that know. I love it. It was really funny. <laughs> I really love this scene. Well, Paula's obviously not having it. She gets up to go to the bathroom and 
when she does that, Rebecca's telling Heather and Valencia, like, we need to include Polymore in the Friendtopia. And Heather's like, yeah, you can't force it, though. And then or Paula calls out for their help from the bathroom. Like, the lock is jammed and she can't get out. And Rebecca's like, oh, she needs my help. And she runs over to the bathroom and kicks open the door, which works. But it also makes the ceiling fall in and just totally block Paula from getting out of the bathroom. I think one of my favorite things in this is never like, you can't force it. Rebecca's like, I'm not forcing. I'm aggressively facilitating. So the nice layer double speak there. Yeah, I felt a little attacked with that line as uh, yeah. some- <laughs> as, uh, someone who has uh, played on some Frisbee teams that refer to ourselves as aggressively supportive. <laughs> uh, and we also have some aggressively friendly things like this. So yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, no, the, in in the uh, the PSR Discord, we also are frequently referring to ourselves as we are aggressively helpful. So uh, yeah, that, there is that's, a why, that's why it like, really jumped out at me as well. There is a curve of, like, too helpful when everyone is aggressively helpful. Uh, and we have passed the curve here uh, for the Paula and Rebecca of it all. We've certainly passed the curve here. And then we get our next song in this episode, which is called Stuck in the Bathroom. Todd, what are your thoughts on this one? I have very mixed thoughts on this one. I think there's, like, some really funny moments in the scene. Uh, like, whenever Valencia is going up to, like, Aya uh, try to move it because she's deceptively strong because of her awesome core and Paul's like her bird arms aren't going to do anything. I think there's lots of really funny lines in it, lots of funny moments. Um, but again, kind of like we talked about earlier, this is a case of they are directly parroting a specific song, like so directly parroting a uh, trap in the closet. It's like not even like a question of what they're doing. And it's just kind of falls flat for me in that aspect of it. But I, there's lots and lots of things in the sequence that happened that I find really hilarious. Like Angelique, uh, her excuse for not wanting to help out, not being able to help out. And Heather responding gross. Uh, just everything about it. And having Heather do it all, being like the main person singing. Uh, it's like great. There's just a whole lot of really great stuff in this, but in terms of line stuff, but the music and not even going to get into the whole R. Kelly of it all, you know, but a, uh, yeah, it's, I have like really mixed feelings on this one. Yeah. Same Todd. I love that. It's like Heather is the one that's singing. I like want more Heather songs. I think she has like one of the best voices on the show. Uh, and I like, I really want more of her. And then like, this just like, doesn't do it for me at all. So I was, it was unfortunate to see like this be Heather's song uh, this episode. Yeah, this is kind of exactly how I felt. I was like, why do I both hate and love this song? And it's like, oh, I really love Heather. <laughs> and like, there's some very, you know, when she's talking about kinesiology being college for gym, it's like, kind of this. But, and it took me uh, a uh, embarrassingly long time to realize that Heather was singing all of it <laughs> <laughs> the first time I watched this. But uh, so I just think like that performance of it is really fun, but the song itself is pretty meh. This is interesting because I feel like I like this song the most of all of you. Like, I really enjoy this. I think it's so funny. And I love that Heather is singing, like, for everyone's voice. Like, like mostly you're saying, like, everyone's mouth is moving and, like, they're talking, but Heather is singing it as them. And I think that's just, 
I think it's really funny. And also, I didn't know like what this was parodying, so that didn't uh, influence me at all. So that's probably part of it. Um, yeah. But that definitely uh, would help, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because they, uh, as someone who saw at least like the first half dozen parts of Trapped in the Closet, and uh, yeah, which is just like an insane, insane uh, thing. But... Which apparently I looked it up later. Like there's like 33 parts to trap in the closet. It was like a span of like a decade, right? Yeah. It was, I mean, it like lasted a long time. Yeah. I know yeah. nothing about this, so <laughs> I also know nothing about this. To be honest, I just know our Kelly books. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really all you need to. <laughs> so then we have back to home face um trent is suggesting to the guys that they do a weekend away together <laughs> like we're the chicken wing boys okay all right. <laughs> i would say what the weird. people at home didn't see was adam unmuting to do that <laughs> you had to, I mean, someone had to do it. I didn't think anyone else was going to do it. It had to be done, right? I guess so. <laughs> That's just what I bring to the table, Melissa. <laughs> I don't know why the unmute before made it so much funnier. <laughs> Sorry, It's fine. It's so important for Adam to do that. He had to um yeah chicken win boys uh not a great name right yeah i think as, as a bro squad name i think it rates pretty low pretty low there and that just makes like that i guess this is like the final straw for way josh and hector they finally leave after all of this weirdness all night and josh is still like on his phone texting with anna he's really excited like she called him boo <laughs> and Josh thanks Trent for all the free stuff and he's leaving too and as and then he leaves and Trent turns around and he's like my booze <laughs> pretty dramatic and Josh also gets Trent's name wrong initially because the whole tent rent thing did trip uh, Josh up yeah Josh is an idiot <laughs> see that's the name calling there <laughs> that, was, that was a well deserved uh, <laughs> name calling there um, I had this conversation with Jess Sterling recently. Uh, the the pet names. Have y'all talked about that? Like the booze and the babes and the babies. It's just all bad, right? Are those pet names? Yeah, people call their like significant other baby, and it's it's weird. Oh, okay. Oh, you're not a bit okay. Uh, you don't like baby. Are there any that you do like? No, actually, no. Yeah. I have one exception. I like to call my friends Hun. In okay. moments of like bonding, uh, that is the only time, and I do not call like a significant other hun. It's only a friend. Thing. Only okay. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I'm like uh, against them. It would be like I feel like it, I have never called anyone like baby because that I feel like that has so many weird <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> it's like what a weird word you've used to to do that. But like sweetie or sweetheart or like dear or uh something like that i'm not like opposed to it i'm i'm sorry melissa i'm not opposed to it either like i think if both people are like into it i think why not like i think it might be weird if you're doing that in front of other people like that seems like a little weird but like if it's just the two of you and like you have like names that you like i mean why not 
Right. I I'm not that, saying that like no one could use these names. I'm saying for me personally, they are weird. So yeah. I think there's like levels of them. I like I think that I think that some are like almost definitively worse than others. Maybe that's just like my own rankings of stuff, but like one of one of my, my favorite uh like scenes from the office is when they're all like saying all right babe they're like you know they keep like calling each other babe like as a you know joking homage of you know uh how michael and jane are calling each other babe constantly and it's like so uncomfortable because i feel like that's such a weird one to use of like just calling each other babe or baby um but i could certainly see like sweetie or sweetheart is like something that you could use that would be much more i don't even know if i like would consider that like a pet name as much as like the other ones I don't know. Call people whatever you want, I guess. Just I don't want to hear anyone else call someone else babe or baby. <laughs> like my mom calls me sweetie. Don't call me, I don't know. Okay. So you, so you're saying you can use the pet names in any context other than like a partner. Yeah. Yes, I am. Huh. <laughs> well, this has planted her flag, made her stance clear, so. Yeah. Should we all start like calling each other babe? Like, is that the? I think I'm sorry. Did you want me to come on this podcast and have lukewarm takes? Was that the, <laughs> well, was that the plan? No, we cer certainly not. Uh, boy, that would change this podcast dramatically if we like all started calling each other babe. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I'm not on board with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's weird because that's uh, not the relationship here. I think. <laughs> Well, but Melissa's saying you can only use it in the friend That's context. what Melissa said, not what I said. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll just call Todd, babe. It's fine. I, that's fine. I'm good with that. I like that. That's fine, sweetie. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> My work here is done. Actually, yeah, I think that is a very positive change for this podcast. I love it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Great. I'm out. Bye. That was all I wanted to do. It only took us an hour and a half to get there, but we did it. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> okay, so back at Rebecca's place, um, Karen, aka Angelique, is saying, like, I need to sell something. Like, who's buying? I've got this edible lube. And oh my gosh, it's so terrible. She opens it and just like puts so much in her mouth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then she gags on it, has to like spit it back up. <laughs> So it's making bad. me want to gag. It's so gross. I can't. <laughs> I forgot there were so many things in this episode like that. Okay. All right. Well, she really like went in there with that. <laughs> it was like at least a couple of tablespoons. Uh, it was a lot. Oh, she Aren't also <laughs> she also says that she uses this as a lotion. <laughs> so when and she's like she's mad because no one's buying she's like you're all cheapskates and she goes to leave and she tries to open the door but she can't <laughs> because it's too slippery <laughs> oh so good yeah i think karen misunderstands the difference between like edible and for eating <laughs> so not the same thing also coconut oil is a great replacement in all of these situations just putting that out there the lotion yeah oh the more you know <laughs> we're very pro coconut oil podcast i guess i i actually weirdly enough i use coconut oil for like popcorn that's like my yeah uh i'm a big fan of like using that as the base for in the whirly pop as you're you know 
You can't just say we're pro something when Todd and I have not said anything yet. <laughs> Listen, you guys need to express more opinions. Melissa says she's pro something. I come in saying, yes, that's two out of four. That's majority right there. <laughs> Melissa's the guest. That's yeah, majority? Equal footing on this podcast. <laughs> Melissa's the guest. She gets to break the ties. And so if there's a tie, there we go. Um, I think two against one, a.k.a. me and Todd against you. <laughs> you guys don't like coconut oil? I'm... I'm, I guess, a coconut oil agnostic. I have no opinions okay. one way or the other on coconut oil. So That's fine. I'm neither pro or anti coconut oil. Okay. Well, since Adam's pro, Todd is neutral, I'll be anti. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any opinion on it. This is why <laughs> I say we're a pro coconut oil podcast That's because you two are coming here. Like we're excited about it, which is like, so I am not excited about it. Bliss Bliss is telling us all about the versatility you can use it as lube, as a lotion, as popcorn oil. So many things. I will take it under advisement to explore the benefits of coconut oil. But until then, I cannot come out and say that I am personally pro coconut oil until I have experienced it for myself. I wanna, I do want to hear a report back on some aspects that you are uh, finding. Yeah, that's gonna be my Todd talk now. You know, the benefits of coconut oil. So I've been using nothing but coconut oil for the past three months. Here's my journey. I really am going to need a mid-season Todd Talk episode with all of these that you've already established. I don't even... It's getting harder and harder to transition back to the show. Okay, so... (laughs) So... Rebecca is apologizing to Paula. She's saying uh, the fire department is coming to, you know, help her get out. She offers her bath Snickers to Paula while she's in there. I think that's I think that's great. I think I'm pro bath Snickers. How about that? There we go. <laughs> well, I don't know, Lindy. Uh, I mean, like me and Todd, or we haven't talked about being. Uh, I said I'm pro. I didn't pro... proclaim it for the podcast. We are a pro bath Snickers podcast officially now. Because <laughs> well, apparently, all we need is two out of three of us. I don't, unless Melissa hates it, in which case you'd be like the tie vote against, and then it would. I don't know. I was going to get into the whole like anti bath thing, but yeah, go (laughs) talk. I also, I'm just anti Snickers, so. uh... Oh. Oh no. Did we talk about this when we talked about candy previously? I don't know if we did. We had a whole candy quiz. How could we not have talked about it? I don't know. I'm not a big fan of a. putting nuts in things like i don't like cookies with nuts in them i don't most like most candy bars with nuts in them it's just like the texture oh. thing just not a big fan in fact a a group of uh, friends and i we we jokingly created the uh, the coalition against putting nuts and stuff or the cappins <laughs> so. oh <laughs> talk great. about the want to describe a podcast out of context <laughs> <laughs> oh okay i will say i like vehemently vehemently what's this word vehemently vehemently okay (laughs) disagree with you nuts are make most things better uh stick them in a salad stick them in a curry like always good um but i appreciate a clever name can't stand checks mix that has peanuts in it that drives me nuts (laughs) how often do you eat checks mix He's I'm... not going to eat it anymore after listening <laughs> to shit 90 shows taught me. Uh, no, I have no, I had no problem with their conversation about Chex Mix, uh, Lindy. Um, I like, I make my own Chex Mix. That's like one of my go-to like snacks. Um, yeah, so I love Chex Mix. Wait, how do you, 
we can talk about this offline. <laughs> I mean, it's just like you get the ingredients. Oh, and Adam will send you the recipe, you. but you but know. and then I will. <laughs> it's vegan. Maybe vegan. Probably it's vegan. I don't know how it wouldn't be. I guess it's got butter in it, so it's probably not vegan. That would make it not vegan. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how that works. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't have meat in it though, so that's huge. So it's vegetarian. <laughs> so it's vegetarian, Chex but not mix. vegan. Okay, vegetarian Chex mix, aka Chex mix. Oh so now transition God. us, Lindy. Yeah, what were we talking about? We're talking about, <laughs> about bad Snickers. Where do we go from here? <laughs> I like Snickers. It's not my favorite candy or anything, but I do have some in my house right now, which means that I like them. So there you go. I'm not sure I've ever bought a Snickers. But we also have different chocolate than you all do. So. Yeah. To be fair, I don't know that I've ever bought a Snickers either. I feel like candy is just like one of those things that is just like sometimes there. <laughs> I purposefully really like, like, buy it, so <laughs> but I Adam, love sugar famously, so Adam just like like fairies that pop into your house and just drop off candy. No, I never have that. candy in my apartment, but I feel like I don't know. <laughs> I thought Adam was gonna say no, I don't have candy fairies. <laughs> I don't have candy fairies. Uh, you know. I can't remember the last time I've like bought candy. I don't know. I feel like candy is just like at places. I'm probably I probably still have Halloween candy from like a decade ago or something like that. But throw that out. It's, it's time. I don't know. It's, it's not good. It's no good anymore. I will say one of my favorite candies is very nutty. I love paydays. Uh and those are I mean, that's like all nut on the outside. There's like it's coated in peanuts. So I'm a big fan. You have some weird chocolate bars. We are not a pro payday podcast. Um, Adam does not speak for all of us. So. I didn't even say we were a pro payday podcast. Oh my goodness. It's okay. Hey, Little man. do they know every time Lindy objects, I'm just going to cut that part out. So it just sounds like I'm just saying we're oh a pro whatever God. podcast. I'll tweet about how I do not agree. Okay. I have the power of that. Lindy will not be silenced. <laughs> Exactly. And um, Paula wishes that uh, her texts to Sunil were silenced because how was that? I just want to applaud. I just want to applaud that. That is beautiful. Because, uh, you know, Rebecca is offering to text Scott to let him know what's going on. And Paula basically begs her not to. She's like, oh, no, I'll do it. Uh, no, no, don't look at my phone. And then it's Heather's like, it's super obvious that Paula doesn't want Rebecca looking at her phone. And so Rebecca's like, okay, well, now I'm definitely going to look at your phone. <laughs> Which, I mean, technically, like, you don't really have the right to do. But anyway, she opens it and sees that Paula had texted Sunil, help, I'm having the worst night of my life. Please rescue me. Make up some story to get me the hell out of here. And that is when Valencia just like starts giggling. She's like, Is this what I'm supposed to be doing right now? <laughs> and there's no. <laughs> like, I love it so much. Yeah. Don't look at people's phones. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, especially if they're like telling you not to. Like, you know, don't look at someone's phone. For sure. And, uh, she even knew Paula's passcode, which I, I'm assuming is because Paula openly, like, gave it to her. So, I guess maybe they have a relationship where they both felt free to use the other's phone like that. 
Um, I mean, their, their boundaries with each other are pretty much non-existent. I think we've seen that Paula hacking into her stuff and everything. I mean, they have looked at each other's emails and phones and things so much that I'm not surprised that they feel uh, like they have the right to do it. But like I said, like Paul's actively saying, no, don't, 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 don't. So, you know, even if you had consent before, you don't have consent now. So stop it. Uh, I will say uh, uh, you're, you're talking about like no boundaries. I've definitely let people like text other people from my phone. Uh, like, you know, if I'm driving or whatever, someone's in the passenger seat and I get a text, I'll just, you know, answer it and read it and say whatever. So um, maybe I'm like a little bit more open with that kind of stuff than the average person. But um, I do think that's like a decently common thing, I think. No, yeah, I agree with that. Okay. I was going to say, like, the amount of times I'm on a road trip and driving and it's like, oh, do you want to pick the song we're listening to? Because it's my phone that's like hooked up to the car. And it's like, yeah, by the way, this is like I uh, my like number code spells out a word so that it's like easy for me to just tell people like this is what it is. Um, yeah, but that doesn't mean that you get to like then go read all my text messages. You get to like go yes. do the thing on your phone that you said you were going to do and not like, yeah. Don't snoop. And Rebecca is saying, like, she was agonizing over whether Paula felt she was replacing her. But now she knows, like, she was replaced. And Paula never even gave this night a chance. I think it's wild that Rebecca thinks that you can really only have, like, one friend or one group of friends at a time. Uh, hmm. I don't think it's like that. I think it's like they kind of stopped hanging out together, like entirely. In yeah, favor I, of other people. Yeah. I think I agree with Lindy here. I'm not sure that I think that it's like that she thinks there can only be one friend group at a time. I think that in Rebecca's mind, Paula like wants to be part of this group. I think that's like how Rebecca is viewing the situation and like this is the way to get Paula back in her life is to ingratiate her into this group in a wildly unsuccessful and terribly planned out way. Um, but I think like that's probably closer to where her motivations are here. But I think to Melissa's point, a, uh, what Rebecca says when she says it is like, you used to send me these bitchy texts. And so she is seeing Sunil as replacing her as Paula's uh, confidant and friend uh so I, I don't know if it's so much that she thinks that you can only have one friend or friend group or as much as like the level of friend that sunil is to paula i think might be more of the thing where rebecca sure. feels uh, betrayed because she was the one that would get these sort of like snarky messages in the past now she's one of the messages being sent about so i can see how she can feel a little bit of that betrayal no I'm the one you talk badly about other people behind their backs. You don't talk badly about me behind my back, uh, which is, is not a great thing either. But I think that's, for me, I think that's where her, her mindset is more so than thinking you can only have like one friend or friend group. But I do, uh, yeah, it's, I think there's some bad looks on both of them throughout the, the following confrontation. Yeah, like these texts are excessively mean. You don't have to like be somewhere and being, you know, like if you're gonna, if you're feeling this way, you don't have to like text that in the moment. That's, that's pretty mean. But Paula did also like say to Rebecca's face, I don't want to be here. I have other things I should be doing. And Rebecca like begged her to stay. And so she did, but she, she told her like, you know, you only have to be here for an hour, then you can go like, I don't know. It's just this whole thing. Like 
Paula was meaner than she needed to be, but Rebecca also can't be completely shocked that Paula wasn't having a good time. Yeah. And this is all, you know, building some tension that we'll get to soon in the episode. But first, we see Trent back at home base. He uh, sees the cashier from the surfing shop, and she asks him, you know, how how his plan is going. And he's like, you know, the girl I love will never love me back. And immediately, this woman is just, like, so invested. She's like, oh, my gosh, this was for love? Like, oh, like, oh, you can't force friendships, but forcing love is romantic. <laughs> like, that's, that's probably fine. No implications there that are negative in any way, right? See, this is where this is the text conversation in the PSR Discord. I would use the Emily worried emote. All the PSR people know what that means. Like, that's like, oh, that's not good. That is that is so problematic. That and, also sounds like something that Rebecca might say, but still. Yeah, and this woman tells Trent, like, go to her now, run. Like, what a why? Like, why the surf shop woman? Like, why? What a weird choice to like have her come back here. And like be the one that spurs Tran on. That just makes no sense to me. I, I mean, guess because like who else would do that? <laughs> yeah, honestly, everyone else that knows Trent would not encourage this behavior. That's true. Honestly, I was half expecting her to wave some friends over, like, hey, I got us a table. Uh I expected that to be the button on the scene. Like she's only saying this to get rid of Trent. And so I was uh, mildly disappointed when it turns out that no surf shop girl is actually this has this wildly inappropriate view on forcing love so i was hoping she was just trying to trick trans then she wasn't I'm like dang it that would have been pretty funny so the doorbell rings at rebecca's place but it's not trent yet it's sunil um and heather says paula the guy you sent those mean texts to about us is here <laughs> i love that like even that sunil didn't like take a half a second to think Hmm, that was an interesting way yeah, to be introduced. So, he yeah. just like dove in to the to the like clearly they know something in Sunil. Oh my god, Sunil. Because he has a script in his head, he's getting ready to act out, and he can't listen to hecklers from the audience. He has to like go with the scene. Yeah, he says he needs to tell Paula something, and he's like, uh, Timmy, I mean Tommy stepped on a nail and has tetanus and has to be hospitalized. The only word that he like struggled with saying was the name of the <laughs> Uh, oh my god and it's like so badly acted he's like so over the top and so obvious like he's like putting on a show and doing a rehearsed line like gee i wonder why sunil didn't do more with that theater degree with acting chops like that you know i love and rebecca's response is like well that wasn't even remotely convincing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, she calls him out, and uh, then Sunil spots Paula, like, trapped in the bathroom, and he's all worried, and, you know, Rebecca's telling Paula, like, don't apologize. When you get out, you don't have to be friends with me anymore. Like... Oh. And during this thing, like, at one point, uh, Rebecca refers to Sunil as, as coming in there acting like Pepper in a road company of Annie. And of course, he's like, hey, excuse me, a road company or national tour is a very sought after. <laughs> and I just, I love their theater based rivalry. It pops up here again. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it pops up in their encounters in the future. And I just love the fact that they're both, like, they have this in common that, that neither one has in common with Paula. Paula's not a big theater person, I think, that we ever really see. But uh, both Rebecca and Sunil are both like 
big theater people love theater and they have this common ground they're never going to bond over it it actually becomes like a point of contention between them trying to out theater nerd each other and it just cracks me up every time yeah the part of this later in this episode is the part that kills me it's so yeah. good oh yeah but the later one this is the nice like ramp up but the later one is so good it's really it's really funny and i think it's also like really rachel bloom is like the yeah. the vibe that i'm getting here because like this is very much rachel bloom the uh the actor that plays you know i think is uh what i have it here is parvash china i'm probably mispronouncing that but he's like a broadway guy he's been in like broadway performances like the, a lot of the people in this show like certainly have and so it's like really funny to like see two actual theater nerds like get to be fake theater nerds on this show i love it yeah I'm all for more like musical theater talk in any capacity that they're willing to give it to us. Is it this one or the later one? Rebecca says something about like, uh, I know other theater majors, they don't always talk about it. Uh, (laughs) And I just thought that was like, absolutely a dig because i'm pretty sure theater majors talk about how yeah a hundred percent it was yeah they don't always talk about it. they just are <laughs> it's like since when yeah uh they talk about it a lot i can confirm uh one of my roommates my senior year of college was a musical theater major and uh it was the only thing he ever talked about but i love him a lot joey's not listening to this but hi joey <laughs> Uh, so then we check back in with Daryl and Maya. They are they have a full whiteboard of ideas, which I know that we will get into the uh, specifics of what's on the whiteboard. But basically, like they're in there, they're exhausted, and Daryl's like, "Show a little grit," <laughs> and he makes fun of her again, and. I don't know. Do you want to talk about the white bird first or what happens with Maya and Daryl? Let's do the whiteboard. There's some okay. really funny stuff on the whiteboard. Let's let's do the whiteboard here. Yeah. Uh, so- favorite thing on the whiteboard. There's a lot of good stuff here. There's a lot of good stuff. And unfortunately, like we never got like a completely fully unobscured shot of the whiteboard. Like Maya is actually standing in front of a couple of things, the whole thing. So you can't quite tail there's a whole thing about a basement and you're never quite sure what's going on with the basement but the, the thing that you can see so basically maya has written all these ideas on the board in one color of marker and daryl has responded negatively to all of them in a different color of marker so you can tell which one wrote each thing so you can tell these are all maya's ideas that daryl has shot down which just cracks me up um i think a uh, i don't know i really like the dress like clowns to provide entertainment balloons face painting confetti <laughs> and Daryl's response is um no rebecca hates clowns rebecca hates clowns was my favorite part of the whiteboard yeah uh the uh, first and foremost the implication that what they're doing is by is walking up and writing an idea on the whiteboard <laughs> like drawing a little picture next to it and then daryl is then walking up afterwards to say no to that idea i think it's a really funny concept when you think about like how that would work in that room uh i think my oh gosh there's like two really good things i love the sneak in like burglars where maya has drawn like a little mask <laughs> and below is just like no uh and then the other thing is just like written in giant letters lactose intolerant <laughs> yeah with no context it's not in response to anything else it's just like the very top of the board is lactose intolerance all caps a couple of exclamation points uh it's really funny they also uh i did a higher famous dj with a couple of names calvin harry skrillex uh and the sponsors nope with dollar signs uh and then 
so like I said, there's something about basements, and you can't really see the top of it to see what leads to basements, but you can see Daryl's response is, no, California equals no basements. So. <laughs> My favorite part is- like is an earthquake thing? Is, are there no basements in California? Do we know? I have no idea. I have no clue. I think it's possible. I know there are like parts of the country where basements are a thing and parts of the country where there aren't, but I think it is partially due to, I don't know how much of it is uh, earthquake related and how much of it is just like the, the land itself and how- easy it is to to build down like the the relative like moisture bogginess uh, things like that so yeah so i'm not sure exactly why but it wouldn't surprise me if california is a place that just isn't uh geologically sound for basements uh my favorite part of the whiteboard is the part where it's just like way more reasonable it's like bring so much booze they can't say no and then it's like this might work <laughs> <laughs> so it's like why are they doing that <laughs> some great ideas up there and it's really funny and but yeah daryl is still being so mean to her and maya stands up to him and she's like i've had enough of you bullying me like you're making this a hostile work environment and daryl like pushes back on that at first um but then she just asks like i want to know why you don't like me like i know you don't like <laughs> and daryl finally admits like it's because you remind me of someone I'm very uncomfortable with. Me, myself, and I. You're overeager and forcing yourself on people. And, you know, I do that too. And he apologizes. And then he says that he will do whatever her next idea is. I loved this whole convo. I thought it was so cute. I thought it was, like, I loved Maya standing up for herself. I loved Daryl's, like, very insightful response of, like, you remind me of the parts of myself that I don't like. And I thought that was very relatable of like, when you see the parts of yourself, you don't like in other people, it can be extra grating. I thought this was all super cute. Yeah. And I, I wish that like Daryl had gotten here previously. It was like, for, at least for me personally, it was like annoying to see Daryl treat Maya so poorly through the course of like so many episodes, especially when I was like so high on Daryl for all of his stuff with white Josh. And then like, boy the Maya stuff was just so bad but uh I'm very glad where we are now I think this was like such a necessary conversation I love Maya so much uh and like good for her for like standing up to Daryl here and like you know telling him hey this is what's up like this work environment is not okay I like do not feel comfortable here things need to change so uh good on Maya I think it's funny that Maya looks up to uh Rebecca when like Maya's the one that can like have these mature conversations and I don't know I think Maya's a much better role model than Rebecca is. Yeah without question yeah. <laughs> uh, I also have a small update on the basement in California situation. I have asked two of our Californian correspondents. Uh, one response I got was of course there are basements in California Adam. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> And then the other person said, not really. There are no basements in California. <laughs> <laughs> so. Name names, Adam. I, 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 think I, can almost, I can almost guess who they are. Yeah, so can I, I think I need a new California correspondent. <laughs> uh, I can I ask mean, a third, we, but like. I was going to say, we have like three friends that all live in California. Yep. Okay. I'll ask the third and get back to you. So far, it's one to one. There still Great. might be basements. Maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> Just thought I'd give that quick update. Wow. 
<laughs> so helpful. <laughs> um, okay, so then we have, okay, a lot is about to happen. So this is going to be exciting. Okay, so first, uh, okay. Just, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I did get a response from the third. Uh, eh, not really. Okay. So basically, Alex, there are no basements in California. I don't know why you've misled me so much. <laughs> all of the other California correspondents, uh, he's never going to listen to this. All the other, no, he's, he's the only one of the three who's never going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> learn your basements. Uh, yeah, because of earthquakes, no basements, they have garages. Okay, continue. Right, yeah, because so... it's an earthquake thing. Okay, see, I know things. We're also along that same fault line. It's like I didn't have a basement growing up. I just, I didn't know why. There you go. So uh, from the basement to the ceiling, because Paula is still caught in the bathroom with the ceiling in front of her. Everyone's laughing. <laughs> so good. Are so good. It's so good. That's why I'm like. Oh, thank you, thank you. Except Lindy keeps making these amazing transitions, and then we laugh, and then divert the whole conversation. Yeah, well, I think we're getting like, better yeah. at this. Well, <laughs> yeah. A season and a half in, we're catching our stride here of the of the transitions. All we had to do was barrel through season one, and then we can, <laughs> you know, we're we're killing it now. Oh, now we're barreling through season two, and yeah. So Paula suggests working together to, you know, lift up this this thing to get her out and Rebecca's like so snarky she's like oh now you want to work you want to be together do together stuff now like <laughs> and then there's a knock on the door and <laughs> Rebecca's like oh the firemen are here like now you can leave but no um it's Trent and I love this so much when <laughs> Trent walks in and Rebecca's like Trent <laughs> just the way that she says it like she hasn't seen him in in months, right? Like this is so out of the blue. It's pure like vitriol hatred. The Trent, like, <laughs> yeah, it was wild. But also just like surprise, like Trent. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Because it's so weird for him to just like show up randomly. Not only is this night like totally botched in a million different ways, but like it mocks Trent. And, and in it. his like his uh kind of bro dude outfit, which she definitely never seen him anything other than like turtlenecks before, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, and he walks in and he walks over to Rebecca. He like scoops her up in his arms, which she does seem to enjoy. <laughs> like she seems to be impressed by that part. Rebecca is so easily distracted. It's yeah, yeah, because because at first she's like Trent, you weirdo face, put me down. Like oh wait, you just picked me up like I was a basket of muffins. You know she's like <laughs> initial you weirdo face, which cracked me up, and then suddenly that transition like oh you're strong. Yeah, and <laughs> he's like there to tell her how he feels, um, but he sees the whole Paula situation, and he just goes over and he manages to lift up the the fallen ceiling and let Paula out and Rebecca's clearly impressed by this um but you know before we get much more about Trent uh we get you know Paula has just been freed from the bathroom and she's like I don't even want to know what's going on with you and Trent and like first of all Rebecca doesn't even know what's going on <laughs> but obviously how would Paula know that like it's not like they've been talking a lot maybe she thinks Rebecca and Trent are like up to something um but Paula, you know, tells Sunil, like, oh, we're leaving now. And Rebecca says, no, we need to talk. Like, 
You've been rude to everyone here all night. And I did all of this for you because you were left out of the group. And Paula says, you wanted to feel better about abandoning our friendship. Just admit it. And this is the beginning of this whole big fight. I don't know if we wanted to stop down on each kind of part of it. Like, there's a lot going on here. I have, like, thoughts on the whole of it. So maybe we, like, go through, maybe you, like, take us through it. And then at the end, we kind of go, go through our thoughts. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. All right. All right. Uh, so yeah, she, you know, she says, just admit it. And Rebecca says like, what's going on with Sunil? Why is he always talking about his theater major? (laughs) Um, and then Paula's saying like, every time I wanted to talk to you in the past few months, you were too busy. Um, but Rebecca says back, like, I, I wrote that letter for you. And Paula's like, but when did you give it to me? Like after the deadline. And Paula says, look, this relationship, it's one-sided. I give and you take. And Rebecca says, like, that's not fair. That hurts me. Like, and Paula says, you've never been there for me when I need you. And Rebecca says, yes, I have. Like, just the other day, like, I went over to your house when you were sick with, like, the flu. But, like, you didn't say exactly what it was. And Paula's like, the flu? I had an abortion. And Rebecca's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you had an abortion. I, I and um rebecca's and then sunil like chimes in with something and rebecca is so upset that paula told sunil and not her she's like you've known him for like three days and paula's like and he listens to me and rebecca said this is i mean this is a big fight and there's so much going on here okay rebecca says you didn't give me the chance like i asked you what was wrong i directly asked you and Paula says, you didn't mean it. And Rebecca says, yes, I did. I did mean it. And she says, like, you never asked for my support. And Paula says, I shouldn't have to ask. And that's when uh, some sirens go off. So we'll st- that's that's the big argument. So where to start? Gosh. Uh, so I think the first thing I want to say is to give Todd some credit here. Uh, for a couple episodes ago, we, like, called this out of, like, making sure that we – we focused on this relationship and like who was kind of at blame for, for what portions of, because it's going to come back up later here. So I think that was actually really, really helpful. Um, and in my rewatch of this episode, I, I still somehow like managed to forget how I felt about the, those scenes. So I like went back and I watched that scene um, of Paula on the bed, like after she had her abortion and Rebecca was coming in, it's like so tough for me to not side with Paula here. I think is like where I'm coming from, which I think is like a really tough place. And I don't think we're all going to agree on this, um, which I think is okay. But like, I feel for Paula to this point where like, she certainly doesn't have to tell Rebecca anything. We got like a little frustrated at her for like being upset that Rebecca isn't like there for her when she was the one that's not telling her, even though we're okay with not telling her, which makes total sense. But I actually, I think I agree with Paula. Like, looking back on that scene, I don't know how genuine Rebecca's care slash comfort was for Paula in that scene. I still think there was a lot of selfishness in Rebecca. We saw selfishness from Rebecca in other parts of that very same episode and all of the episodes previously. Like, the first thing that Rebecca brings up is the letter, which, like, 
undeniably was a big fault on Rebecca. She didn't get it there in time. And that was like the first thing that she brought up in her defense of this situation. Uh, it's like, it's a really tough position for both people. Rebecca has like a lot going on. She had just gotten done with breakups, plural. Uh, and like Paula's got a lot going on with her abortion as well. But like, I think I have to come down on the side of Paula. I think Paula has a lot of valid, valid, valid points here. Uh, I think their relationship has been very one-sided. I think that, yes, the letter is a, it's like, never Rebecca brought that up. I'm like, why would you bring that up? That is like the worst possible example to bring up to show that you care about Paula because you did not care about Paula uh, when doing that. You were so caught up in your own stuff. I agree. There's a lot of stuff. And I think on the whole, I think Paula has a lot of really bad things. But I read that scene that you went back and rewatched very differently. I read that as Rebecca was uh, actively reaching out. I read it as Rebecca was trying to be a good friend. And for Paula to dismiss that uh, is, uh, granted, it is Paula basing that off of a history of Rebecca being a crappy friend. So it's like understandable that she would have a hard time accepting Rebecca and any of her uh, gestures being genuine. So I can see that, but I just, I, I hate it because it's Paula, Paula just dismissing the time whenever Rebecca was trying to be a good friend and was trying to reach out to her. Paula didn't, a uh, didn't reciprocate. It's also, it's also strange because earlier in the episode, a uh, Paula's like, Oh, I'm just looking for the right time to tell her when her conversation with Sunil. I'm like, you had the opportunity. Rebecca had opened up the door. So it's not like you didn't have an opportunity. It's that whole conversation with Neil. I feel like that point where Paula is mad at Rebecca and it's kind of like questioning their friendship, but someone else is questioning the friendship. And Paula is just kind of like reflexively pushing back against it. I think she's like defending Rebecca in that moment just because, well, oh no, you can't come and talk about Rebecca because she's my friend, even though I have all these doubts, but I don't want to like admit them right now. It's a weird amalgam of emotions and there's a whole lot of history here the thing that always again the thing that bothers me about it is paula uh, dismissing the point where i feel rebecca really was trying to be a good friend in the previous episode and saying that you know you never care you did you asked but you didn't really mean it and ascribing like these negative connotations to a point where i read it as positive but i can also say some good read as negative so yeah this is just a really hard scene to watch through the whole thing because i think both of them have points that i agree with and both of them have points where i disagree with but i think on the whole paula's point about rebecca not being a great friend most of the time uh is a completely valid uh thing yeah i think i agree mostly with adam i think like expecting paula to be able or willing to talk about it in that moment and being like well you missed your one shot and like therefore I was nice and like that was all you were gonna get um I, th I think that Paula's point of like okay if I didn't take you up on it that one time that you offered like it shouldn't have to be such a limited situation here like Rebecca should just be a supportive friend and and maybe you know, yeah, they haven't had a chance to talk about it, but Paula had thought that that's what this night was going to be. And Rebecca had kind of screwed that up. And so, you know, Paula had got to a place where she was ready to talk about it. And then uh, Rebecca had, you know, done her whole thing, which we already talked about being a problem. 
my problem with watching this fight is I have a hundred percent been Rebecca in this fight. And so it's so hard to watch of being like being in a period of your life where maybe you have a lot going on and you're really wrapped up and kind of everything going on for you and your friend is going through a hard time and you weren't there and being the person who says like, but if you need, if you needed me, I would have been there. And then that like very justifiable response of like, I just needed you to be there. I didn't, I like, I needed to not have to ask you to be there for me in that moment. Um, and so it's just, it's really hard to watch because I just, I, while I, I side with Paula in this fight, I've been Rebecca and I just, uh, and the gut punch of like wanting to think of yourself as a good friend and wanting to think of yourself as someone that's, that's there for people. And then finding that you fall short sometimes and are not always, you know, that you can be a, a selfless, a selfish person who gets too wrapped up in your own things and, and isn't thinking about the other people in your life and isn't there for them as much as you want to be. It, it was really hard to watch. It felt very personal. Yeah, this whole scene is just like so captivating because it feels like... I mean, this show can be pretty ridiculous sometimes, you know, but like this feels so real, like, you know, this is their friendship, like they've had they've been having a tough time and this is where it all is coming out. And they both. Yeah, they both do have valid points. I think, you know, I agree with Todd, like, you know, Paula is right that this is a very, you know, she gives so much, but like you know i don't i don't think i agree with her that like rebecca didn't mean it when she asked her like you know what's wrong like how are how are you doing like i think she, i i think she was genuine in that moment just from when we watched that episode i thought she really was like ready to listen to what paula was saying but i agree with melissa like yeah it shouldn't just be that there was one exact moment that that could have happened um so yeah, it's just like so hard to watch because I love both of them and I want them to be like to be satisfied in their friendship and they obviously have a lot of things to work out and I just think this is a great scene like there's so much going on here and yeah, I just it's a great episode. I don't I love this episode. Yeah, and even just like going back and looking at it, one of the things that I really love about this show is like how much gray there is and how much like it is up to the interpretation of like what we're looking at we all saw like the same scene of paula in the bed with rebecca like you know uh, uh, trying to trying to talk to paula about what's going on and we read it differently you know i think that's like a really interesting show note that like is not a thing in a lot of other shows especially in shows that like make you laugh as much as this one does this is like a silly song a silly show with like dumb songs about trent like cutting himself shaving his ba hairless back like that's the show we're watching but also it's like this very real friendship that's like going through some very real struggles so um i, I really love this show a lot yeah, I was about to say the exact same thing. Like, I love that this is the scene we get in the same episode as Trent shaving his back yeah. and, like, <laughs> buying $10,000 worth of surf gear and the whole, like, girl group song earlier. It's just, it's amazing that all of these things can happen in one episode. And also during this really powerful, really emotional scene, there's also a lot of humor sprinkled in throughout mm -hmm. it. There are, like, two or three parts that just, like, made me laugh so hard. One Melissa kind of referenced earlier is whenever she's like, oh, he, uh, why, why are you telling daughter number five from Fiddler? And he's like, she has a name, it's Bielka, and she's a principal character. Oh, you want to talk Fiddler daughters, bro? I can go all day. <laughs> that line killed me. <laughs> that whole thing. And then at one 
one point during it, Paul's like, that's like saying that birth, that's like you just say like birthday cakes by the next day. And Rebecca's like, which it famously is. Like, it's like very angry. Like, why use it as an example? Because that's a true example. (laughs) Except it's not, right? Birthday cake is not better the next day. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know why it would be. Stale cake. Yeah, yeah, it seems exactly. like it could only possibly get worse. But but Rebecca, uh, Rachel Bloom's delivery of that line mm-hmm. is just like just so unexpected, you know. I, I, she actually sounds angry about that than she does anything else in the argument, which it famously is. I know I love it so much. That's never she, she calls Sunil Kanicki's understudy. You know, there's lots of just great lines in the midst of this really powerful. A emotional scene and that's what one of the reasons why we all love the show because it mixes and matches the humor and the drama so well most of the time and this is episode just nails it like like Ivan said this is just an excellent episode a great episode of the show yeah and a key example of that you know mixture between the two is when Paula at the very end of this argument is yelling like I shouldn't have to ask it's like so emotional and then they hear sirens and Heather's like the firemen are here the emergency is over <laughs> and um but that's when not firemen but daryl and maya walk in with the boombox and they're like is it i think the dance emergency has just begun <laughs> and doesn't Heather have a line of like did the firefighters are they just like not coming <laughs> yeah she says that later like during the stunned later. silence so basically like Daryl and Maya, like, they start their music, they do their dance, which, by the way, is amazing, and everyone in the room, which is, like, you know, Paula and Rebecca and Heather and Valencia and, like, Trent is, and Sunil, like, it's such a random group of people they are just doing this dance. Everyone is silent, and that, and that's when Heather's, like, do firemen just not come to this house? Like, (laughs) everyone has showed up except the firemen. Rebecca is on some sort of, like, blacklist with the fire department. (laughs) Like, we don't go. Maybe it's the murder house. Maybe they was, just don't come to the murder house. Could be after she set her house on fire last time. You'd think the fire department would be there faster now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Daryl, after the dance, like wants everyone to split up into two groups so they yeah. can keep everyone. Just count off one, two, one, two. Like, and the like, speed with which I would be on board with this idea. I love dance yeah, choreography. I want, so I want to learn this dance. It'd be yeah. so fun. And that's when Daryl is like, okay, no one wants to do this. And then he looks around and he's like, isn't this the house where all those drug dealers were murdered? Marble countertops. Cool. Same thing. Like the whole word murder. (laughs) One of my favorite little touches in this is both Daryl and Maya's hair when they come in is like, not as like tossed around. It's like it's like they've been working on this dance for a while, and they have like worked up a sweat and gotten their their they're not like fully fully groomed or anything. Their hair is called kind of like messy because they were coming up with this dance. And I just love that little bitty touch of like they have been putting tons of effort into this so that they could come into this party and you know blow the roof off with their dance emergency. I was laughing so hard during this dance as they're like finishing this ridiculously intense argument and they just like come and start to do it. I was cackling. This is so good. And like there's like there's I think there's a shot of like just everyone staring at them. Like there's a shot of yeah. them doing the dance, and then it, the camera cuts to the <laughs> other angle, and they're just all everyone is just staring at the dance. Like Valencia's like holding up her phone, taking the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, <laughs> videoing it. Yeah. <laughs> 
dance so like little choreographed dance like this are like staples at ultimate frisbee tournaments and so it just like brings me so much joy i like i really love it it is a super cute dance (laughs) and they're having so much fun with it i love it um you know i know this has been like such a quick recap so far we're like already at the end of the episode almost done yeah we did joke that adam and i have a hard out at four hours for this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i'm really glad we laid that boundary now in retrospect yeah it's good it's good to have very good to know and (laughs) okay we'll talk about it later never mind continue okay so (laughs) we get this scene uh clearly everyone is left now rebecca's in bed but trent is still there he walks in to say goodbye And he tells her, like, I realize, like, forcing things doesn't work. And so, you know, I'm just going to go. And Rebecca asks, like, why are you here? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I haven't seen you in so long. Like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, I found out that you broke up with Greg and Josh. You know, I hacked your texts and emails. (laughs) And she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Happens, yeah. Casual, sure, okay. And he says bye, and he's going to leave, but... She says, wait, are you clean? <laughs> and he's like, I spot washed this morning. Yikes. While that is like, his thing is like gross, but I like how it just like ties back to the very beginning of the episode when he was talking about that. And she's like, no, I meant like clean from like major diseases. <laughs> and he says, yeah, yeah. And so she's like, great. Want to have sex? She says she's bored, and it might cheer her up. But she does not want to see him again after this. Uh, I, I think, like, trans, what is Trent's line here? It's like, yes, my body is perfect, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I, just, I just said doctor. My body is perfect. <laughs> Further evidence that he's a robot. <laughs> he might not be a person. I thought that's this so was... perfect if you have to shave that hair on your back, Trent. That's true, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why you had to get rid of that one singular hair. Um... <laughs> Because without it, it would be just perfection. Um, I don't know. I thought this was funny. I think <laughs> Lindy's face is making me assume that she does not like this scene at all. But, you no, know, that was whatever. Her, I think her, her face is more Oh, just the face. shaving the back? Yeah. yeah Lindy yeah, does not that, like when we're talking I, about uh, Every time that's brought up, I got to cringe and like look away. I just can't do it. God, imagine if that back actually would have had hair on it. I can't even Can we stop with the back? Yeah. Sorry, is it the shaving? Is it the oh hairy back or is it the blood? Like, what's it's the problem? It's the blood! Okay, okay. Oh. Okay. I feel like we've had blood in other contexts here on this show before, and we will again, but oh it's fine. God. And you think I liked it before? I did not. I, I don't know. I, uh, anyway. Um, I am, like, not going to calm down super hard on Rebecca here. For this decision. As much as we like don't love Trent, I don't know. It's a terrible decision when you're talking about. (laughs) But like, I don't know if it like is gonna make her happy in any context. Trent's clean, he has a perfect body. Uh he might be a sociopath. He's certainly a criminal. But like other than that, other he, than that, he can pick her up like a basket of muffins. Oh my gosh! Also, oh my gosh. we didn't oh talk gosh. about this, but the look on Rebecca's face when Trent lifts up uh, the wood, like that's bringing Paul and Rebecca's, like, oh my, <laughs> she's like holding her heart. It's very funny. I can't believe that you think this is good. Look, look, whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't that's a good idea. Just like, <laughs> I'm not gonna come down super hard on Rebecca. For this. Okay, like 
oh this is so bad like he is clearly obsessed with her like he hacked her texts like he just mm-hmm. showed up at her apartment mm-hmm. that she like she moved so he obviously looked up her new place and mm-hmm. like obviously he's so creepy and if she wanted to have like a one night stand she literally says i never want to see you again if she wanted a one night stand just get on that dating app on your phone and like figure it out rebecca like do not choose trent the man who blackmailed you into a relationship the last time you saw he makes a great risotto though Uh... (laughs) i'm like yeah that's the thing i don't know how you go from him saying i hacked your texts and emails to i never want to see you again like those are two ideas that are not gonna go well together Whatever brings Rebecca any modicum of happiness, I am. I guess I'm going to. Wow. Adam Adam was so like offended that I was saying that Josh might not be a bad employee. And now he's like, yeah, Rebecca should sleep with Trent. Yeah, that's a good decision. Again, (laughs) my official statement here is that I am not coming down super hard on Rebecca for this choice. All right. All right. He's got a perfect body, Lindy. I mean, I. (laughs) The doctor checked it, and he spot washed. So <laughs> I can't, I can't deal with this. I have to move on. I have to move on to things that make me happier, which is the fact that my, my should I give Daryl... Trent my truly happy point this episode? That would be wild, wouldn't it? Do whatever makes you truly happy. So at Angela's the office, be mad. at the office. Maya and Daryl are like standing in front of everyone, including George, who's like asking about how to do the dance. He's like, I watched it a lot of times. Like, I want to like know how to do it better. And their video now has like 1800 views. And, you know, Daryl says that they're going to call the dance the Maya, which is like, you know, a nice little gesture that shows that like he's really he's good with her now he's not gonna be mean anymore and then they do the dance again to demonstrate for the office it's so cute i love george like trying to do the dance along with them and just kind of like not doing a very good job of it but still is like super excited and really into it and george's original line of like why why he wants them to do the dance is like they're doing it at all the parties and i was like <laughs> what <laughs> is this like the next day what do you mean they're doing it all the parties oh but i yeah. love that concept of like george is showing up to a party and they're like all right it's choreographed dance time like now that's what we're doing it george is like damn parties i have choreographed dance numbers that were invented like the night before by random lawyers in california i don't know i'm down any party that i go to i'm always interested in being a part of a choreographed dance so taken I mean, those oh. are always, like, the most fun <laughs> dances at, like, those types of, like, you know, Cupid Shuffle classic. Like, you know, that's, like, a, you know, people love going on the dance floor for that kind of stuff. Yeah, and Paul and Rebecca were not watching this. They are elsewhere in the office. They are kind of, like, walking right past each other. It's just really, like, like, they don't say anything, but it's just really, like, tense moment where, like, is one of them going to say something? Like, they might want to reach out or want to say something but they just kind of walk past each other they like look at each other like kind of you know longingly or with with emotion upset like it's 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 full of emotion but like nothing is said it's just sad it's sad to see them like this um and here we are at the end of the episode with the ending scene this is uh this is quite the ending scene it is trent and rebecca in bed and 
you know, Rebecca's telling Trent, like, you're really good at everything. Like, so patient. You know, thank you. And he says, you know, I should thank you for taking my virginity. (laughs) I was cackling. (laughs) That's so funny. The look on Rebecca's face of like, oh my god, what? Well, she's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> he said it like so calmly and matter of fact, as if he was like thanking someone for like an invite to a wedding. It was just like, thank you for taking my virginity. <laughs> I was just dying. Want to take it again? Oh my god. That's so funny. Lindy is grimacing and cringing over here. No, it's funny. I agree with you. I just think it's funny how much you're laughing. Oh, I'm muted to laugh. That was was so funny. I I agree with you. It's really funny. I enjoyed it. One of the best, like, one of the best, like, uh, closing scenes here, I think, of the whole, like, series that we've seen so far. I really loved it. I'm more enjoyed at the end where it's like, want to do it again? And she's like, yeah, sure. And then she's like, oh, yeah. you got to pay the toll. And he's like, I, this is my favorite my part. My favorite part. <laughs> that was really funny. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. So as they're lying there at the beginning, Rebecca's kind of swirling around a piece of red licorice, which is a reference to something in the previous episode, which we didn't talk about. Uh, but during the conversation, the previous episode where Daryl was complaining about a, uh, like Josh only being after him because he had a bit of a fetish. Uh, Rebecca says, whoa, whoa, let's not knock a fetish. I mean, maybe there's some people who like to be choked with red licorice during sex. And I wouldn't say who it is. It's me. It's obviously me. Uh, but yeah. So like that was just like a, like a throwaway line in the previous episode. And then here she is like twirling red licorice in bed. I'm like, nice callback. Very nice callback. I didn't realize that we didn't talk about it last episode. Uh, yeah, I, but think, yeah, I think we were really so funny. down. We were so down on Daryl calling thing it a fetish that we didn't really like. We were just kind of like trying to power through that part of the conversation, so we didn't stop down to mention that bit. So true. Yeah. And that's our episode. That is the episode, season two, episode six of Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Just a nice tight two and a half hours on the forty-two minute uh, episode. <laughs> of the show uh this was really fun but we're not done here today we still have more things to do uh and the first of which is going to be in todd's game corner Back in Todd's Game Corner. The thing that I was going to bring up earlier, because we were talking about having a hard out uh, for this podcast here. Uh, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, the last time Melissa was here for a game, it was the longest game we have ever done, and it's not even close. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, you guys are really good at naming beers. (laughs) We named a lot of beers. So many beers. Um, I'm hoping that that is not what we're doing today, uh, naming beers. Of course, we've already done that. So, uh, Melissa does not know the current status of the score. Uh, so we are going into episode six. Um, uh, Lindy, do you want to tell her or do you want me to tell her? 
I don't want to talk about it. Oh no! <laughs> Very reminiscent of season one. The score currently, as it stands, is four to one uh, in favor of me uh, going into episode six here. So we had Martha come on, chose Lindy's team. Uh, and of course, you know, that's got the one the, I won. Got the win. Um, and then the amazing, just most amazing guest uh with the exception of melissa here this episode who came in really really high actually (laughs) uh austin came in and picked my team and we got the win there and it was amazing and so here we are it's four to one currently melissa you do have the choice uh last time you came on you of course picked lindy we had the beer uh you know conversation i have a very very strong suspicion as to whose team you'll be picking this time but we'll see uh melissa whose team would you like to be on today adam i thought we had a deal I said, if you throw the quiz up until I get on there, I'll be on your team because I want it. I, you know, my friend, Adam, I want to be on Adam's team. Adam's all like, no one's ever going to pick me to be on my team. It's so sad. Well, it was me. And so I was like, Adam, I'll be on your team. You just have to not be winning when I get there because then I feel bad and I want to help Lindy. So, <laughs> so what's the decision? I would uh, listen. I would love to be able to sit here and say that I was like intentionally losing, <laughs> but the, I I don't know. Austin came in and and you know Loki carried me through that one. Um, and we haven't had like a ton of quizzes here this season. Actually, you know, we're only at the we're only at the sixth one. Um, so ostensibly, what I'm hearing, Melissa, is that you are picking Team Lindy. Like I have to. I have to first of all support my bff lindy uh second of all i have to try to you know even the score here i would just like to say hashtag girl group forever yeah Yeah. (laughs) squad domination squadtopia i don't even know if they come up with a lot of friendtopia um yes okay so luckily lindy is not going to start crying now as she (laughs) said she would at the end of last episode oh yeah i literally said i was like if melissa doesn't pick me next week i'm legitimately gonna cry and i can confirm that if you had said right now like i'm picking adam i legitimately would have cried like (laughs) i will say it was a game time decision i (laughs) totally came in here expecting to pick adam because i picked you last time (laughs) Wow. Uh, I'm just so bad at the quizzes. You had to pick me. It's <laughs> Hey, it ended in a tie last season. I was going to say, like, you were right there. Uh, and you still have plenty of opportunities here. It's only four to one. Uh, you've come back from, from worse in, in season one. So. It started turning around for me once Melissa got on here. So, <laughs> Melissa, here I we think go. you're my good luck time. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's try it. Um, Todd, what do you have for us today? Okay, so uh, today's quiz is going to be based off of something off of Daryl and Maya's whiteboard. So there are a whole bunch of things that they were looking at, uh, possibly doing, and one of the things was hiring a famous DJ. So today, our quiz is going to be about DJ names. So I oh, went to... Sorry, uh, Lindy. Oh, oh, no. no. So I think we're uh, all upset about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite reaction on these quizzes. So I uh, went to DJ Mag, DJMag.com's a uh, top 150 DJs of 2021, and went through and and went through, got some kind of you know names that I did not recognize. And so I'm going to read off to you four four dj names three of which are actual names of actual djs uh from that list and one is a dj name that i made up so it's the once again it's a good old can you 
figure out which name Todd made up game. So, um, which is the only part of this game that I am actually going to be theoretically good at. So. <laughs> As I uh, famously, Melissa came in and didn't just try to guess things. Melissa tried to get in my head and was pretty successful. Uh, the only one that she messed up on is she got partway in my head, but misread why I picked the one I did. And yep. I, she's like, I think I'll put there there because of me. And I did. But it was a real thing I put there because of Melissa, not one I made up in honor of Melissa. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, I believe the way that we've been doing it, I believe Adam is the one who will go first uh, this week. So it's the same format as always. Uh, Adam, you'll get two points if you're able to guess it. If not, the other team will get a chance to guess for one point. And we have four questions. If it's tied at the end of those four, we have a tiebreaker. And do not worry, the tiebreaker is not listing off famous DJ things. <laughs> We're not going to be doing that. Uh, so we won't be here forever because I know you all are just like so, so knowledgeable about your DJs. So uh, Skrillex was like the one DJ I could like maybe <laughs> name and that was on the board. So we're in a bad situation. Yeah, I don't even like know who the said, other one was on there. I think yeah. Todd actually misspelled the other one. I think it's Calvin Harris, and I think he did Calvin Harris. Yeah, I copied it from from somewhere. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, um, so Adam, the uh, options for your first one are all going to be a litter of names. <laughs> so we have A. Baron Bedlam, B. Don Diablo, C. Rave Republic, or D. Timmy Trumpet. Oh my god. Uh I mean suffice it to say I I literally have no idea and have never heard of any of these which I'm sure will happen with all four of these questions. Yes. Um I, I'm positive it'll happen with all four. Okay, th we're just going to we're just going to throw out a guess here. I'm going to say um Rave Republic. Rave Republic is indeed a DJ name on the DJ Mag list. So Dang. Melissa wow. and Lindy for I one a question point. Wrong. How surprising. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Melissa, what are you thinking? We have the opportunity to steal. Um, so Timmy Trumpet is too dumb. There's no way Todd came up with that. Uh, yeah, so that's I too think obvious. And uh, Rave Republic was actually one that like sparked something in my brain that I was like, that feels real. So I think it's one of the first two. What's the first one again, Todd? It's there's Baron Bedlam and Don Diablo. Yeah, I'm leaning Don Diablo, but I'm I don't know if you have a, a uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, it could be anything. I you think it's Don Diablo? I don't know. It's one of those two. Is my thought. Mm, okay, <laughs> we'll go with that. Don Diablo. Don Diablo is indeed a real Damn DJ. It. Baron Bedlam is the one that oh, is not. I was so yeah. close. I yeah. thought about saying that. Yeah. Okay. Baron Bedlam is actually the name of a supervillain in Batman and the Outsiders. Oh my God, of course. The very first Damn, one. Yeah. Known. So uh, no points on the first question. So it's still anybody's game. So on to question number two for Lindy and Melissa. And these are DJ names that are basically like two words smushed together. So we have A, Anger Fist. B, Gift Back. C, Laser Beat. And D, Warface. These are so funny. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Melissa, we don't want to give it too much away because if sure. we get it wrong, Adam can steal. Um, but do you have a like strong thought? What are the last two again? Laser Beat and Warface. 
I'm kind of leaning laser beat. Laser beat. Okay. That's not what I was leaning towards. Well, what are you leaning towards? I was leaning towards anger fist. Go for it. I don't, okay. I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is hard because it could be anything. Anger fist feels too dumb for Todd. I, okay, the reasoning behind that was, like, there's a song called Angry Mad where, like, Josh is, like, punching stuff and he's, like, angry mad. And so I was, like, maybe Todd kind of drew inspiration from that. But maybe that's too obvious. And maybe it's no, real. I dig it. Go for it. Okay, Anger Fist. Sadly, <laughs> I did not draw inspiration from Angry Mad. Anger Fist is, is an actual DJ name. So, okay. Adam, we're now on to you. Can you go? I need the three one yeah. more time. So, gift back, laser beat, warface. Uh, okay. I'm actually with Melissa. I think it's one of the final two. I don't think it's gift back. That just is absurd. Um, I'm gonna go. Oi. I'll take laser beat. Lindy, you should have listened to Melissa's. Oh, Oh my gosh. Laser Beak, inspired by the Transformer Laser Beak, is indeed one that I made up. So I'm sorry, Adam Melissa. Is now it's on okay. It's okay. With one I, point. I did the opposite on the first one. Uh, okay, I'm so sorry. I'm... <laughs> I'm uh, it's so only one to zero it. here. Oh boy. Okay. All right. So, Adam, this is going to be things with odd spellings. So. <laughs> First okay. one is Headhunters with a Z. The next one is Plastic Funk, and Plastic ends in a K instead of a C. Then we have Price Gouger with a Y instead of an I in Price. And then we have Rehab with a 3 instead of an E in Rehab. Okay. One more time. You don't need to do the different spellings. Just yeah. say them again. Headhunters, Plastic Funk, Price Gouger, Rehab. Um, I guess I shouldn't be saying any of my logic out loud here, should I? I mean, you could. I'm going to go with Headhunters with a Z. Headhunters with a Z is indeed a real DJ name. So, Melissa right. and Lindy, we have Plastic Funk, Price Gouger, and Rehab. There's no way that Todd was just going to go with the plastic Z replacement. Come on. I thought it was a bait. I thought, okay, never mind. Okay, Melissa, what's your thought? Uh, so I I think price gougers is too weird. I think that one has to be real. Um, I think, and I think rehab is a bit too basic. Uh, so I'm thinking plastic funk. Okay, I'm thinking that too. Plastic funk. Sadly, I went weird this time. Price gouger <laughs> is the face. Oh, no. uh, well, it's almost actually, like we are all terrible at these yeah. games. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, the last couple of times you guys have like gotten really good at figuring out which ones were like the fake ones. Like I have to like change up my game a little bit. I feel like, uh, yeah. Originally it was going to be priced out, and then I was like, watching <laughs> Oh wait, Josh actually says the word, the phrase "priced out" in the episode. I don't want to have it like that. That's obvious. Then so change the price gouger. Um, so yeah, so we're now I, the last the last question. 
Uh, Adam is ahead one to zero. So, but if they get this uh, correct, if you outright, get this, they yeah, win. If you get this outright, you win. So now, but if you miss it, you lose. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Melissa, this is everything. Okay, let's go. Um, no, well, they don't necessarily lose because if Adam is like, oh, I guess because it won't have any points. Never mind. Uh, so these are things that have animals in their names. So we have. <laughs> I don't get the animals question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but fortunately, I know the difference between a lion and a tiger. Yeah, because I'm, yeah, okay. <laughs> Just the animal stuff last episode, too, for the quiz. <laughs> All right, so we have cat dealers, DJ Snake, Electric Toad, Pink Panda. Okay, Melissa, we can talk this out because yeah, if we don't get it right, it doesn't matter. Adam's going to win true. anyway. So yeah. we have. What was the first one? Cat dealer? Cat dealers? Cat dealers, DJ Snake, Electric Toad. DJ Snake Toad, is too dumb. Like some boring person who thinks they're cool who came up with that. Or Todd's trying to fool us. Like, or Todd is trying to fool us questions. and do a double reverse. But uh... What's the, what are the next two? Electric oh. Toad and Pink Panda. I'm leaning towards one of those two. Electric Toad sounds cool. I know it does. And I'm like, well, maybe it's real. Like someone might have thought of that. I don't know. What about I cat was... dealers? What is that? I don't know. Yeah, is Electric Toad too cool? Because I actually, I was like, oh, Electric Toad is probably the one that Todd came up with. But oh I, my... maybe it's not weird enough for Todd. I love the choice coming down. It's is Todd cool enough to come up? With <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's Melissa's it. saying is Todd's cooler than the DJs, so like the coolest one yeah. is his. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm actually saying that is Todd trying to fool us by coming up with something stupid, or is Todd trying to fool us by coming something with something that sounds legit? I'm giving you credit either way. Boy, the meta of this game has shifted. <laughs> this lot. is how every, I play this every, game. Am I playing yeah, the whole every time you look on, This is how the game gets played, which I love. I love. Oh my yeah. gosh. Some of us are good people, people. <laughs> I love the implication there. Uh, I mean, you, especially after you whiffed on the first one. <laughs> this is stressing uh, me out so much. I mean, the last oh, one again? Pink Panda. That sounds real. Okay, l let's be honest. Any of these could be real because three of them are. Okay, but I just think cat dealers. That's so. That's not. That sticks out to me as being weird. I don't know. Like who's like? Yeah, it's cat dealers in the house uh, playing your music, right? Yeah. That's what DJs sound like, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can see someone calling themselves DJ Snake or Electric Toad or Pink Panda. But, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I know, but I, yeah, just because it's like the stupidest one of the bunch that makes me think that it's not Todd. Okay. I'm sorry, that's the stupidest one of the bunch? <laughs> yeah. 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 Hmm. Sorry to the real DJ out there whose name is Cat Dealers. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Or apologies to Todd. <laughs> That's all I no, if it's Todd's, it's good because it's funny. Like yeah. he's just making stuff. Okay, we need to pick an answer. Obviously, um, we're nearing three hours. I'm yes. okay. <laughs> really where's tired. Your, where's your gut on the last two? I, I think if it's one of those, it's Electric Toad. Okay. Final answer. Wait, yeah. what's our final? We're we're doing electric one of the last two. 
electric, electric toad. toad are we going with electric toad melissa what do you think? it's it's your call it's your quiz i get to walk away from here uh happy. i need you I, this is why you're here please tell me what to do electric toad is where i'm leaning and i don't feel great about it <laughs> final answer we feel so great electric toad you should feel great because Electric Toad is indeed the reason why oh. my email address is Etoad. Because back in college, a, uh, we made up fake breakdancing names for ourselves, <laughs> and my name was Electric Toad. So, yes, a, uh, Electric Toad is the one that was made up. So, I love woo! that we were like, Electric coolest one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to keep like a, a poker face, like, please don't show. Please don't yeah. Show. No, you did great. Melissa, we did it! You did it! We did it! We did it! Thank you so much! This is the most amazing feeling! Oh my gosh. So it's a score of two to one. Lindy is on the board again. Yes! Amazing! Congratulations, Lindy and teammate Melissa, bringing the overall score back closer from uh, four to one to now four to two! Oh, yeah. That'll do! I'll take it! That'll I'll take do. it! <laughs> uh we're right there uh finally we have bucked the trend from season one uh we, we're on a, a new score line a whole new path here in season two uh that's really exciting that was a very close quiz we ended it two to one on the final question yeah uh, it doesn't get much closer than that yeah i typically you guys are much better at just even just random guessing much better at the random definitely adam is really good at like i have no idea i'm just gonna say this and it winds up being it the, yeah. yeah adam's guesses did not did not pan out for him this time yeah i know nothing i literally know nothing about it. there was not even like a gut from the djs um yeah yeah my so. tiebreaker is gonna be skrillex related because i figured <laughs> I, st I still I like know nothing oh, about Skrillex. Oh yeah. Know. Oh no. No one. You wouldn't have known the, the answer, but it's just basically going to be like, what? What position was he on the one hundred top one hundred DJs list? And like you no know, three. Closest. I don't know. Something it would be high, probably right. Not as high as you think. Oh, okay. Well. That's like, like uh, twenty four as of two twenty twenty one. Well, congratulations to Lindy. Uh, another point here as we finish off episode six, bringing the overall score to four to two. That is very exciting. Um, it does also mark our halfway point of season one, I believe. We have 12 episodes of season one. Oh, I'm sorry. We have 13 what? episodes. Season two. I'm of losing it. Two. We're like two hours and 45 minutes okay. into this. Let's just podcast. edit over that. We're on... Uh, episode seven of season two out of 13 except this is six um, <laughs> like we're getting oh my gosh okay we're almost halfway done with the season is what i'm trying to say here <laughs> i meant we're now on episode seven we're done with six yes we're almost done with six we have one more thing that we have to do here uh give out some rankings and tell us who made us truly happy maybe we can get this done in under three hours we'll see the first song of the episode friendtopia uh, I am going to continue my streak here in season two of giving fives to a lot of songs. I really liked this song. Uh, it was really good. It's a full five for me. Lindy, what about you? This song is amazing. Full five. No question. Oh my goodness. Are we at full bowl of pretzel range, Todd? Well, yes, we're at full bowl of pretzel range of five. Woo! Wow. Of all the, uh, we have a lot of full bowls of pretzels here in season two. Melissa, how about you? Yeah. Friend five Five I, out of five. Yeah. I forgot that you rank out of five and not four for some reason, but yes, five out of five. 
Yes, five is a normal. I feel like five is a normal number to rank out of. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I had four in my notes. It's yeah, like, community yeah. building does. Community building, four, yeah. That's okay. There we go. That's why. Uh, five is like a nice round number. Uh, the Trent is getting ready. Song. I think I've like come to like it more as we've gone throughout the episode. I think it like started lower and it's gonna end up higher. I'm giving it a one point five. So still, you know, incredibly low, but um, it was gonna be lower. Uh, Melissa, how about you? Trent is getting ready. Song. Uh, I gave it a 2.5, mostly for, like, the homage to the original song that I enjoy. And then there is, like, a bit of a funny beat in there. But it, for me, it was just, like, incredibly average. Yep. Uh, Todd, what about you? Melissa's, like, right on my same, wave, same wavelength. It's, like, same wavelength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's been two and a half hours, Adam. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, no, like we're on the same wavelength there. It's not a great song. It's an awful song. It's kind of funny parody of the original one. So yeah, two point five. Uh, and Lindy. All right, this is gonna be my lowest score ever. However, it does still get you know more than zero just for like existing. And you know I love this show, but this is gonna get a one point five. <laughs> love that that is your lowest score yeah. ever I think, I think that might be the the like the lowest score i would give because it's like well they wrote the song and they're funny and like but okay so lindy's scale is just fundamentally different than my scale for our <laughs> ranking yeah I, I think that's pretty obvious i think we've already yes uh very clearly and then we have the uh heather song stuck in the bathroom Again, this was one where I was, like, so torn on. I really love Heather, but, like, eh, the song. It only gets a two from me, unfortunately. It probably would have been lower had Heather not been the one singing it, but a two from me. Uh, Lindy, what about you? Well, I like this a lot more than everyone else, and I'm actually giving it a four. Wow. Uh, okay, four pretzels from Lindy. Todd, what about you? I think... Like I said, I go back and forth. I think there's I think there's enough good stuff, enough stuff I enjoyed about it that I'm not going to give it a really low score, but I'm also not going to give it a super high score. It's going to land at a, a three for me, basically. Okay. And Melissa, what about you? Todd and I are in sync again. I give it a three. It's, you know, the fact that Heather's singing it for everybody, it has those few funny lines, make it like an above average song. But uh, I, yeah, I feel very mixed about this song. So I'd have to get a pretty low score. Um, incredible. And now our final segment of the show, who made us truly happy this episode. And I am so honored and so excited here to be giving the first truly happy point to one of my favorite characters of the entire show. Welcome to the rankings, Maya. Maya is the one who made me truly happy this episode. I absolutely loved all of her stuff with Daryl. Good for her on standing up for herself. The choreographed dance was incredible. I loved all of her like little drawings on the whiteboard. Congratulations. Maya is making me truly happy. Uh, Todd, what about you? Who made you truly happy this episode? I have to give my truly happy to Heather. Heather, the direct communicator. Heather, who is just constantly calling out all of Rebecca's BS and Paula's BS and everyone's BS and just being the constant voice of reality and blunt honesty and just cracking me up every time. And also being there to guide Valencia through what girl groups do and don't do just with her constant, no, no, <laughs> no, no, don't laugh. No, yeah, everything about that is just great. So Heather is who made me truly happy in this episode. That's a really good pick. I was definitely very close uh, on Heather as well. Lindy, who made you truly happy this episode? Yeah, this is really difficult because I am torn between your two picks, Maya and Heather. I think 
They were both so funny. And so were a lot of people in this episode. This is a great episode. Loved it. I think ultimately I'm going to choose Heather because I think ultimately like she has more in this episode. She's a big part of Friendtopia, which I absolutely love. And she's got her own song, Stuck in the Bathroom, which I do enjoy. And all of her funny comments and being present through the whole disastrous evening. I just love Heather. Everything that she does in this episode. Amazing. And to round us out, Melissa, who made you truly happy this episode? Yeah, I, you know, same. It's between Maya and Heather. I had to end up going for Heather for the reasons that Todd and Lindy both said. Like, she's just in the episode more. Uh, she made me laugh more often. She's in the song that's so great. Uh, it was really close, though. I really, like, up until the last second, as Adam was talking about Maya, I was like, oh, maybe I should just give it to Maya. And then, like, as Todd and Lindy were talking, I was like, no, I have to give it to Heather. <laughs> Um, Heather skyrocketing it up, I believe, to second place now in our rankings here with just those uh, three votes here. First votes for Heather all season and already in second place, uh, which is incredible. I certainly expect to see Heather near the top of our rankings come to the end of the season. And I am optimistic that we will see Maya up there as well. Um, if not only because I will give her five points <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, and that, friends, is the episode. <laughs> that's season two episode six of one indescribable podcast melissa this was so much fun this was incredible thanks for letting me come on and extend your podcast even more than uh i think we were all like expecting it we have like a, a doc that we shared notes in before the episode this was easily the most stuff that we've had in that document for any episode that we've like ever talked about and it's not even close uh, it's a jam-packed episode. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and this was so much fun to have you here to break it down with us. I loved how hot you came in, all of your hot takes. I loved how uncomfortable you were making Lindy for the first hour and a half of this podcast. <laughs> it was spectacular. I, like, didn't even have to do it. I feel like that's my job here, and I didn't even have to do it. It was amazing. Of course, I, like, still did it there at the end, but it's fine. Um, this was so much fun, Blissa. What are you uh, up to? Where are you around? Where can people find you at if they want to check out more of your stuff? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at MelissaW28. I podcast over for post-show yeah, post recaps on the patron feed, patreon.com slash post-show recaps. $5 a month gives you access to all the patron podcasts, and I podcast over there on YA with Kevin Mahadeo. We talk about young adult fiction. We're currently doing Harry Potter, so if that's your thing, uh, come check us out. Co-hosted with the great Brooklyn Zed. It's been really fun so far uh otherwise by the time this comes out i will probably be podcasting about another show on post show recaps on the main feed severance uh so check that out with josh and dr amanda basically if you want to hear a neuroscientist and the psychologist arguing um or probably just like getting mad about television representations about memory uh we'll see how that goes but yeah no idea if that's going to be any good um otherwise i was uh, it'll be a bit late coming out at this point, but check out the Legends of Vox Machina Critter Club podcast, talking of all the spoilers around the campaign one of Legends of Vox Machina uh, with Rich and Jess, who's been on this podcast before, and Austin. Uh, so lots of uh, CXG friendly people on that podcast as well. And then otherwise, watch me playing D&D over on twitch.tv slash dmphilly. On Tuesdays, we do D&D &D in space uh, for the Dragonflight show, which is very fun. And then we do uh, kind of occasional shows of Humble Year, which is cute woodland animals playing D&D, &D, uh, which is very fun. 
Uh, and over on twitch.tv slash sabotage the DM, I'm doing a total party kill on February 14th, which will be, you know, before this comes out, but you can go watch the VOD uh, and watch a tiny uh, bird monk that Adam and I co-created and see if she can try to defeat an elder brain dragon. I don't think it's going to go great. It's going to be bad. So it, hopefully that's entertaining. Wow, Melissa, you barely have anything going on. Uh, it's I mean, a, just a particularly busy time for some reasons. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah Melissa's doing so many things all the time. That's absolutely incredible. Uh, and still made time to come spend three hours with our shenanigans here. Um, and we really appreciate that. Lindy, what about you? What are you up to? Where can people find you at? Oh my gosh, Melissa, you're amazing. And thank you so much for being here and for joining my team. Like, I'm so happy to finally be winning more than one quiz this season. So, so grateful. Um, hashtag girl group forever. Hashtag electric toad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at TV Lindy, TV L-I-N-D-Y. And at our podcast Twitter, 1CXG podcast. That's O-N-E-C-X-G podcast. Amazing. Todd, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd the Librarian was too many characters. Uh, other than that, right now, you can primarily find me in the post-show recaps uh, patron Discord, where in a little bit under an hour, Melissa's going to be DMing. I, the reminder that it was going to happen popped up in my, my window <laughs> while we were talking. Uh, so you can go there and hang out with Melissa and Lindy and Adam and myself and lots of other friends who've been on here talking about movies, TV shows, games play games uh, people play geoguessr people play DD people post their water scores there's just all sorts of stuff going on there but that's primary you can find me so hopefully sometime in the near future i also will have some other things to plug but nothing is going to be airing just yet but i do have at least a one podcast appearance and possibly a stream to plug in the near future fingers crossed so yeah that'll be cool yeah in an hour i'm gonna make adam play a sport that i invented uh so we'll see how that goes <laughs> i have a lot of melissa in my life today um <laughs> which is always a good thing uh the vice versa of that is melissa has a lot of adam in her life today so uh, <laughs> we'll see at the end of the day how she feels also about that. Always a good thing. uh i am of course adam h on twitter at piano man adam one uh i did a really fun thing this past week i watched three full seasons of dawson's creek just to be on the shit 90s show pod with jess sterling and sarah ferguson and it was some of the most fun i've ever had podcasting so uh take uh take out take a look at that that was a really fun episode much to the dismay of lindy uh i got to be on that podcast look i'm so excited <laughs> heard all of adam's dawson's creek talk as he binged three seasons in one week it was amazing i I can't wait to hear the episode when we're recording has not dropped yet, but it's dropping soon. So I'm so excited. <laughs> um, let it be known that if I am invited on a podcast, I will do all the work in the world to catch up for it. I'm willing to put in the effort uh, to come in with, with some really fun stuff. So that was just such an amazing time. You can also, of course, find me on the PSR Discord for doing uh, so many things that I'm currently running a play-by-post D&D session, like literally right now. Um, so <laughs> we're always doing stuff there. Um, but most important place you can find me is right here where next week we will be back to talk through season two episode seven of crazy ex-girlfriend and until then bye